This is James O'Neill. The U.S. has expressed concerns about the apparent discord between Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and the country's top military official, Valery Zeluzhny, as reported by Bloomberg. This rift is believed to be affecting Ukraine's military strategy against Russia. The Biden administration is keen for Ukraine to refine its combat plans for 2024. However, discrepancies between Zelensky and Zeluzhny are reportedly hindering the development of a coherent strategy. The U.S. aims to align its support with Ukraine's defense strategy in the upcoming year. And this issue might be discussed by U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan with Zelensky at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Tensions between the two Ukrainian leaders became evident after Zeluzhny's remarks in an interview with The Economist, which he later retracted. Despite official statements of unity, differences persist, particularly regarding the need for mobilization to offset heavy military losses. 
Zelensky has been hesitant to pass a bill proposed by Zeluzhny that would lower the conscription age. In Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fannie Willis is facing scrutiny over her interactions with the January 6th committee. Allegations suggest that Willis, while conducting a special purpose grand jury investigation into Donald Trump, collaborated with the committee to obtain evidence against him. This evidence was reportedly shared at the stage when no defendants were involved, thereby avoiding discovery requirements that would have allowed Trump's defense team access to the information. Complicating matters, the January 6th committee destroyed its records, potentially hindering the defense's ability to review all evidence. Additionally, concerns were raised about the fairness of the committee's processes, as it was perceived to lack a balanced adversarial approach, particularly since then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi did not allow Republicans to appoint their preferred committee members. This controversy comes amid separate allegations against Willis, involving a motion filed by Mike Roman, a co-defendant in Trump's case. The motion alleges that Willis had a personal and financial beneficial relationship with fellow prosecutor Nathan Wade. During a heated Iowa presidential debate, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, and Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, engaged in intense verbal sparring, with Haley labeling DeSantis as desperate and a loser. Throughout the debate, Haley repeatedly directed attention to her website, DeSantisLies.com, and criticized DeSantis for his alleged misuse of campaign funds, particularly spending on private jets. DeSantis, in turn, accused Haley of being a globalist due to her stance on Ukraine and mocked her for making repeated errors in judgment. The debate, which saw both candidates exchanging sharp remarks on various topics, including border control and Disney, occurred simultaneously with a Fox News town hall featuring Donald Trump, the frontrunner in the GOP primaries. Despite Trump's absence from the debate, both Haley and DeSantis acknowledged his lead in the polls and took the opportunity to assert their positions just days before the caucus. He has blown through $150 million. I don't even know how you do that. Through his campaign, he has nothing to show for it. He spent more money on private planes than he has on commercials trying to get Iowans to vote for him. During a primetime Fox News town hall in Iowa, former President Donald Trump addressed a supportive audience, but faced a direct question about his leadership intentions. Co-host Brett Baer asked Trump to clarify his statement about potential bedlam in the country if criminal prosecutions against him were pursued. This question was prompted by Trump's early remarks to Fox host Sean Hannity, where he mentioned he would be dictator for one day. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. We're going to do two things. The border, we're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. Five past five. Good morning and welcome along to the program. Oh, sorry, I'm talking over. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, oh, sorry, buddy. I'll, I'll let you do that again. Got, got a new guy on the news. 88.1 FM, the wireless weather. 
Or perhaps it's me who's the, the new guy, uh, actually. You know, I, yesterday I was, I, was, I was so bamboozled by all these new things that they've given me to play with here in the studio. <laughs> you know, like jingles and flashy things and station IDs, and I just couldn't cope, so I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't come on the air. It was just too much for me. Um, I, I find that. I, I was a bit like that. The first time I went solo on an aircraft, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I could get the thing back on the ground again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, let's look at the current extremes right now. Let's see. Taupo. Oh, 20. Uh, not Taupo. Napier, I should say. It's incredible how I could look at that word Napier there and Taupo comes out of the mouth. It just, it must, maybe it's old age or maybe it's just Lixdeskia. Sistek. Slash. You know, um, not being able to read properly. Uh, Napier. Napier, 20.5 degrees today. Wairu, 10.3. Not bad for Wairu this time of the year. They say it's going to get warm and warmer after the weekend as well. Oh, we. Uh, Castle Point, really windy. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a frog. Something just attacked me. Something flew into my throat right now. I don't know what it was. Uh, Castle Point, 65 kilometres per hour. And Hokitika, it's a little bit windy, uh, rainy down there. I see all the words are getting confused this morning. One millimetre of rain is falling in Hokitika at the moment. That's up near Westport, isn't it? Not far from there, anyway. Let's look at the temperatures right across the main centre now. Main centre, Stewart Island and Chatham Islands, 13 and 17 degrees. Invercargill, 14 degrees. Dunedin, 15. Timaru, 14, along with Christchurch. Blenheim's up, though, 19 degrees. Nelson has 17. Down on the west coast, 17 for Westport, as well as France Joseph. Uh, oh, no, 14 for France Joseph. And Queenstown, 17 degrees. Moving up to the Wasp Nest in Wellington, and you've got, that's the beehive, 15 degrees in Wellington at the moment, Marston 20, Napier 20, Tarpo 18 and 13 in Rotorua, Palmerston North 17 degrees, New Plymouth next to Mount Egmont 16 degrees and uh, Gisborne and, and um, Gis- Gis- Gisborne Napier, yeah Gisborne Napier's warm there only 19 in Gisborne though, uh, 16 in Hamilton, Tarong has 16 degrees and Auckland 18, Wangare 16 and Kaitaia, well, you'd think it'd be warmer up north wouldn't you, Kaitaia 17 degrees this morning we will look at the short forecast now let's do that. Okay, let's do that, Grant. Uh, yes, morning, uh, morning, everybody. How are you? Hope you're having a good morning today. Seven minutes past five, and uh, all for all those out there getting ready to milk at the moment. I hope it's going to be a good morning. Lots of butter fat for you this morning. Okay, in Northland, way up north, partly cloudy today. Isolated showers in the west in the afternoon. Auckland and uh, Taramanui and oh, Tomaranui then, alright, uh, including Coromandel Peninsula, Bay of Plenty, Central High Country and also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Mainly fine today. Areas of morning cloud though. Isolated afternoon and evening showers about the ranges. Uh, that's of the Bay of Plenty to Taihapi area. And also Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Taranaki to Wellington, areas of morning and evening cloud. More persistent in Horowhanua. All right, Horowhanua, then have it your way. Kapiti Coast with isolated showers, and they'll be clearing uh, towards the afternoon. And in Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, Otago, Southland and Fiordland. Yeah, you've got mainly fine weather today. Uh, mainly fine, I could write this. Look, mainly fine but isolated showers. You got <laughs> Isolated showers about the south coast of Fiordland and Southland. And you've got low cloud about the east coast of Otago. It's going to be spreading everywhere else from the evening. How about that? Or spreading elsewhere, everywhere else. I don't know how I got everywhere. Anyway, the words, the words, coffee. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Buller in Westland, isolated showers, clearing in Westland this morning and in Buller this afternoon. And finally, for the Chatham Islands, cloudy periods in just a few spells 
Fine spells from the afternoon. Oh, boy. Shall we look at the sh- extended forecast? No, no, no. Don't do that, Grant. Do it, do it in a minute. All right. Men are a little bit more, like, tactful. When the mother of their children, like, the mother of their child is an absolute wench, they don't go on social media and talk about it. They don't complain to the whole time. Like, men really suffer in silence. Because it's a huge L. Like, last, okay. last show, yeah. I was talking about my friends that are going through the, the maddest court battle, the amount of money that they have to, go, have to spend. And it's just that thing where it's like... Part of my job in the Mandem's voice is I've been speaking to so much men in the last year, Pearl, all the time, right? And I've discovered, like, I was... You find out. Yeah, I I was very pro-marriage, and I still believe in in marriage and what have you know, in different circumstances, what have you know. I actually believe you should probably have a baby with a woman first to see if she's going to be crazy. Um, What? Because, you know, because they always say women change after... So you wouldn't get married? Honestly, honestly, as someone, I believe in marriage. I'm a Catholic. I think that's the best way to do it. I agree. You you don't understand how I started on this podcast. I was like, I have three sisters and Brother. Did I ruin you? They're all married. <laughs> My parents were married over 40 years. I'm the only one that's not married. Now I'm out here. Like I'm like, I want to get married, but... but, but it's- uh, 10 past 5. Okay, wonderful way with words that fella, hasn't he? The extended forecast now for Saturday. When's that? Is that the day after tomorrow? Is it Friday today? Oh, it's Friday. Oh, hello. <laughs> Friday. Gosh, you came up quick. Saturday. For tomorrow. Tomorrow. North Island, mainly fine. Isolated showers in the west from south South Taramanui, or south of Taramanui, and in the north. In the South Island, rain developing in the west and south, possibly heavy, fine elsewhere. On Sunday, just in time for church. Sunday. Sunday worshippers. The Seventh Adventists call us people that go to church on Sunday Sunday keepers. We keep Sunday, keep it. Sunday keepers. And uh, I was listening to I was I was listening to Samantha Edwards, no relation to me. Listening to a wonderful um, Samantha Edwards re- report, and she was interviewing Billy Tekeheka. I didn't think they were friends, but anyway, it seemed seemed friendly. I thought, well, she's going to set him up, but she didn't. Anyway, I was watching that. And um, he's talking about the uh, River of Lies. So it must have been an old one, but anyway, I watched it. It was quite good. Um, and um, he's talking about the mark of the beast. But when he says the mark of the beast, he doesn't mean the mark of the beast, you know, like a mark. Like, like well, He doesn't actually mean the words that he doesn't interpret. They don't interpret them, Seventh-day Adventist. Says he's not, but he is. Um, they don't interpret the words on the page of a book the same way we do. And, that, and you should be wary of them because for that reason only, because it says, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand and or in their forehead that they can't buy or sell except they have that mark. Now, that how could that be Sunday worship, <laughs> Sunday keeping? <laughs> See, the words, they just they don't, they go in, and because it's, it's all filtered through Ellen G. White. She's a 19th century plagiarist, uh, false prophetess. And so Billy and Billy Tikihika and all his other Seventh-day Adventist mates, the most dangerous cult of all is the Seventh-day Adventist cult because it's so close to the truth. They say, oh, yes, you believe in Jesus Christ, believe he died on the cross for your sins and all that, and then they put you back under the law. And it's very, very dangerous because that's an abomination. God has done away with the law. That's what the death is. The de- he died. When the testator dies, the new will and testament comes in, and we have a new will. We have a new testament, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. There you are. You just uh, have a gospel message in the middle of the weather. <laughs> now, how do we get onto that? Oh, Monday. Yeah, we're looking at Monday. Extended forecast at 13, 12 minutes past five. 12 minutes past five, and the cows will be getting, getting the cups on now, I suppose. Or the, would they start by now, I suppose? They would, wouldn't they? We used to start this early. Monday, in the North Island, rain spreading north, possibly heavy. Easing south of Taupo and in the South Island showers on Monday uh, in the south, spreading to the east coast. And remaining remaining rain 
Remaining rain and showers elsewhere clearing. Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> Back to work and, the, and it clears up. Uh, on the Chatham, well, they're doing it, making a wonderful job of the weather warfare this year, aren't they? Chatham Islands, the extended forecast for you, you wonderful people out there, and I know people that know people that know you, people. <laughs> Chatham Islands, fine weather on Saturday and northwesterlies developing cloudy periods on Sunday in time for church. Oh, that's how I got onto that, wasn't it? Sunday keepers, yeah. Uh, northwesterly strengthening and then rain developing on Monday with south Westerly winds uh, a change there. A southwesterly change. There you are. So the top temperature now, right now, is Napier. I'll do a refresh and see if it's still Napier. They might have been superseded by someone else. Yeah, no, it's dropped a bit though. Twenty point four. It was twenty point five before, and Royuru's dropped two degrees almost. Royuru's down to eight point six. Castle Point's winds eased off a bit. There it was sixty five kilometres per hour. It's now fifty six, which is only thirty not twenty five knots. Nothing much. Hokitika, it's a wee bit more rain there, one point one millimeter. There we are. I think we've done the um I think we've done done the weather to death. What do you think, Digger? Yeah, I think shut up the year you've done it to death. I should just give it a miss if I were you just forget forget all about it. Play one of those T and T things, you know. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. Hey, if you're having a birthday today on the 12th, of, it is the 12th, Friday the 12th, well, back in 12th of January, January, well, okay, guess what happened in 1954? Well, by the way, happy birthday to you. Are you going to have a nice birthday? What's, what are you going to get for your birthday? I've got kids coming. I, I don't really like this time of the year. It's very expensive for me. Usually it is. I've got, um, we've got Christmas, haven't we, with all that, all the, the pagan ceremony. We've got to put things under the tree, the pagan tree. <laughs> Santa? What? <laughs> this reminds me of a joke. One of the fairies walked in. Oh, no, no, no. I won't say that. Okay, on this day in 1954, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, she's uh, no longer with us now. I believe she was a Christian, actually. I think Billy no, Billy, uh, Billy, um, Billy, Graham, I think he was influential in her life in, in the 1950s. Anyway, in 1954, Queen Elizabeth II, she opens Parliament. A crowd of 50,000 people greeted the Queen, uh, resplendent in her coronation gown when she opened a special session of the New Zealand uh, New Zealand Parliament in its centennial year. Well, she was here, wasn't she? Yeah, she would go, better read that story then. She was actually here. I thought it was just her opening the Parliament over there. Gosh, she was beautiful. I thought she was lovely. I loved our Queen. Oh, I'm going to cry. No, don't cry, Grant. No, you could be a man. Oh, you mean don't cry. No, we don't. That's right. 15 minutes past five. A crowd of 50,000 people greeted Queen Elizabeth II resplendent in her, in her coronation gown when she opened the special session of the New Zealand Parliament in its centennial year. And this was the first time a reigning monarch had opened New Zealand Parliament. The Queen and her husband, Prince Philip, they had arrived in New Zealand just before Christmas in 1953. Uh, throughout their tour, large and enthusiastic crowds met them at every stop. I tell you what, I was here in 2003, and tell you what, there was protesters. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> My friend and I, we held up a big sign, a massive one. It was like a banner. And as they went past, and they sort of looked at it, and it said, the Pope is Antichrist. <laughs> I was a bit of a, yeah, and then I, I, I actually spoke to her when she walked past. I said, your majesty, we support you in your, when you, at your coronation oath, when you swore that you are a faithful Protestant. We support that. We, you know, behind you 100%. Be, be a faithful Protestant. Um, but, and she, where it said that, and um, she upheld the uh, Roman, the, she upheld the, um, 
um, the Church of England's 39 Articles of Faith, uh, and so and I read some of them out, and I had them, I knew them off my heart back then. I think it was the, the Roman Catholic Mass. These are the articles back in the 1500s they wrote these, and she supported them. She said, oh, she, because those laws, though, and though, that the Roman Catholic, um, rather the um, 39 Articles of the Church of England, which they don't like to talk about now, they've sort of brushed it under the carpet. <laughs> no one wants to know that the... That, This is what they say. The Roman Catholic Mass is a blasphemy and a fable. That's what one of them says. And the other one says, the doctrine of transubstantiation, that's when they transform the wafer into the body of Christ, apparently, and then they eat it. So they're cannibals. All Catholics are cannibals. They eat and drink blood. Well, the priest drinks the blood. He drinks the wine. That turned magically. He magically turns that into blood, uh, wine. Yeah, blood, blood. Yeah, wine. Wine into blood. Oh, the other way around. No, but that's the other way around. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Transubstantiation. So, yeah. And so he drinks that. He guzzles that. And that's why they're all alkies and pedophiles and, you know. And, um, and then they drink this little, um, eat the little wafer they, and you put it on your tongue. They put it on them. And he says, the body of Christ. So, no, no, it's just a wafer. You know, the body of Christ. And they go, the body of Christ. You know, the Church of England do that as well. I reckon people like Cramner and, and those guys that were burnt at the stake for not believing that, not believing that it actually trans transformed into the real body of Christ. I think they'd be turning in their graves. Latimer, people like that, Ridley and Latimer, they were chained back to back. I think it was Oxford, and they burnt them in the street, put faggots around them. Faggots. I mean, I'll get get banned on Facebook for that, saying faggots. I did that one other time. I I I was talking about, you know, being people being burnt at the stake in the 16th century in England, and I wrote faggots, and they banned me. Facebook, I think I was off, off air for a week, something like that. Anyway... Um, yeah, the Roman Catholic Mass is a blasphemy and a fable. And what was the other one? Transubstantiation. Yes, the doctrine of transubstantiation is repugnant to the Word of God. This is what the Church of England's 39 articles say, but you ask someone from the Church of England now what the articles are, they wouldn't even have a clue what you were talking about. The Queen and her husband, Prince Philip, they arrived in New Zealand. We got that, yeah, just before Christmas. They must have had a wonderful time. Throughout their tour, large crowds greeted them, but not so in 2003. It wasn't so good. I was there. About three and a half, three and uh, <clears throat> about what? About three in every four New Zealanders saw the Queen as she visited forty-six towns and attended one hundred and ten functions. They were busy in those days. In Tirau, a community of six hundred people in the South Waikato, a crowd of ten thousand people turned up for a glimpse of the young monarch. In Tirau, they must have come from all over. Well, they did. <coughs> oh gosh, you don't cough on radio. All oh, right, sorry. Um, what else happened? Uh, another um, another uh, notable first uh, from the tour was uh, Christmas broadcasting from Auckland, and oh, that would have been done in Durham Street at the old. Um, oh, I remember I was I worked in that building when I went when I joined Radio New Zealand. They gave me a job there. What was I doing? Sales, I think, selling things. Got, Nigel got me in the back door. He said, "I'll oh, get you, get you in the back door, you know, and get your foot in the door, and then then we we'll get." And then then I got a job on the all nighter doing that for the graveyard shift. The all nighter. I think I had more listeners than, than, than um, ZM had during the day. Because <laughs> everyone listens at night, don't they? All the workers, midnight till dawn. I used to love that shift. Had all sorts of people ringing up, lonely people. People. One fellow, I remember, he was up on the seventh floor, no, third floor of the building, I think it was, and he was thinking about committing suicide. I said, no, don't do that. He said, he said why not? I said, because you won't die. You'll just hurt yourself and end up in hospital and broken leg. You might be a paraplegic, so don't. Don't do that. You need to go further up. Is it a t- you got a tall building handy? <laughs> go to Gaza. They're good at throwing people off um, buildings. Although there's not many buildings left now. 
Anyway, uh, in Gaza, the um, the Jews have um, blown them all to bits. Another notable first on the tour was when she uh, did that Christmas broadcast from Auckland. She would have done it at Durham Street. Yeah, beautiful building. It was, um, um, what was it, Art Deco. Fantastic. And they pulled the flipping thing down. Can you believe it? Just some half wits. Uh, allowing that. How, why would they allow that? Anyway, she ended it with a message of sympathy for the people of New Zealand. Oh, that's right. It was the white... Yeah, people thought she jinxed, jinxed the country. The white, the Tangiwai disaster. It was a rail disaster. And um, what happened there? Oh, that was terrible. Better look at that. Uh, oh, actually, before we do, um, there's... I just want to tell you what happened yesterday because I missed yesterday. I got the Tatars. In 1846, up in Rua Pika Pika, there's a par up there. Um, well, up in near Towai, I think it is. Up on the way north, on the way from Whangarei, Whangarei to Kerikeri. On the way up there, there's a par. I think it's on the right-hand side off State Highway 1. Oh, gosh, I'm remissant. Remissant. Negligent. No. I'm forgetting to tell you the time. 22 minutes past, just turned now 22. 20, 21 and a half past five, as Merb Smith, Merb Smith used to say. Uh, the Battle of Rua Pekka Pekka, that happened in 1846, and I meant to tell you about that because I got the Tatars. It was too much, com- it was too technical for me yesterday. There was all these new new things that I had to do, and I just couldn't get it together. Um, and so I just, I didn't do it. I just got the Tatars. Anyway, you, we get scared, you know. I, I'm on here now, I'm shaking like a leaf. I am. I'm going to have coffee, you know, continuously. I have a cigarette in a minute just to calm my nerves. The battle of... I get very nervous. Don't worry. So if you're thinking about going into broadcasting, you just think, oh, I'm too nervous. Don't worry. Just do it anyway. You'll find it's um, exhilarating because, you know, you're going to do something that you're terrified of. Uh, the battle of Ruapekapeka, the bat's nest, they called it. It's a, it's a uh, sophisticated par, apparently. Apparently, Maoris invented uh, trench warfare, too. It was a sophisticated par, uh, built by the Napui chief, and they called him... Kawiti, without the H, yeah, Kawiti, and it ended the Northern War apparently, but there was debate, it raged as to whether the fortress had been deliberately abandoned or not. Are you interested in that? Probably not. But it's, apparently it's, um, it was quite a war. And, the, the, you know, the British or whatever they were um, that were, you know, fighting them. Because they had Murray's on their side as well, you know, the New Zealand forces, but, um, oh, they were getting their cannons stuck in the mud, and oh, it was a terrible, terrible time. But um, let's look at that tangy wine thing. Why tangy? Tangy wine. Because tangy is is um, a tangy is um, funeral and wine is water, isn't it? So that was the bridge. I think the bridge on the this tangy wine river must have fallen. You know, like collapsed, and the train and all these people. One fellow, my dad told me that one person that he know, he said he had a premonition. He was at the railway station. He was about to get on the on the train. I think it was in Levin, and he said he had a premonition that there was going to be a crash. Anyway, and he didn't want to go. His parents said, oh, go on, go on, you know. And he you know, ended up dying in that crash at, at Tangiwai. Uh, so, okay, now I have to go down to the bottom here. December 24th, that was, the, just the Christmas Eve it was, Tangiwai rail disaster. And it happened, 20, yeah, 24th, 1953. Queen was here. The worst railway disaster in New Zealand history occurred on Christmas Eve, 1953, when the Wellington-Auckland Night Express plunged into the flooded, it's a way out, way uh, Wang, Wangaru River, just west of Tangiwa, in the I've never been to Tangiwa, I don't think, just in the central North Island. Of the 285 people on board, 151 were killed. That's a lot, isn't it? The cause of the tragedy was a volcanic lava. La, la, what's lava? I thought lava had a V in it. Volcanic lava <laughs> from Mount Rupehu Crater Lake which sent a huge uh, huge wave of water, silt and boulders, debris surging down the 
Wangaroo River. Minutes before the express approached the bridge at Tangiwai, the engine driver applied emergency brakes, but it was too late to prevent the locomotive, its tender, and five second-class carriages plunging off the wrecked bridge, the weakened bridge, into the raging torrent. Wow. Uh, the leading first-class carriage, it, it, it toppled into the water moments later. The nation was stunned. New Zealand's relatively small population, just over two million people, it meant that many people had direct relationship with some involvement. Some of those involved, I should say. The time of the incident added to the sense of tragedy. Most of those on the train were heading home for Christmas with presents for friends and family. Gosh, oh, I can't imagine how that would... That would just be awful, wouldn't it? I'll be back in a minute. It's 25 minutes past, is it? Yes, 25 minutes past five. The prescription drug pricing points to corporate mountain. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. We must protect our right to know, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Before it's too late, understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. 88.1 FM, The Wireless, New Zealand's News. Woo, what do you think of that, eh? Pretty flash, isn't it, eh? Whoa, I like that beat. I, just, I kind of like disco. Actually, speaking of disco, I might have Casey and the Sunshine Band. I might play them a bit later on as well. Hey, I hope that's not too loud for you. I'll have to have a listen, so tomorrow I'll get it right. We'll just have a have a crack. We'll start off on the South Island, shall we? Otago Daily Times and see what's... What have they got on the boil? Oh, traumatic it was. Traumatic, and it was too. I had to read this story. Kiwis held on a hot plane for hours. Kiwi travellers claimed that they were held on an Emirates plane for five hours at Auckland International Airport without proper food or air conditioning and described the experience as absolutely traumatic. It was an Emirates flight, and it was unbelievable. They ended up going to... I'll click on it just to give you a bit of an idea as to why it was traumatic. I can see the photographs there. They ended up opening the door, but, you know, you've got to have doors at either end open, and you've got a big fan there going to get some air through that thing. They switched everything off. Kiwi travellers claimed they were held on an Emirates plane for five hours at Auckland International Airport without proper food or air conditioning, describing the experience as absolutely traumatic. Uh, Sil- Sylvia Pollock, uh, or Polk, yeah, Sylvia Polk, she's a passenger on board the flight. It was flight EK449, <laughs> she can rub it in, it said that it had booked the flight due to depart, depart Auckland 9pm on January the 7th, and she urgently needed to get to Poland for a funeral, another one, Vax death, and uh, instead she was held on the plane for five hours before it was cancelled at 1.30 in the morning, rescheduled the following night and then delayed further. She said it was literally the worst travel I've ever had. Almost missed her funeral. Well, you wouldn't want to miss that, would you? I've missed my own. <laughs> Everyone on board was at around nine o'clock and we were supposed to take off and they said that there were some technical issues. And uh, there was a half an hour delay. And 30 minutes later, they were told, you know, another 30 to 45 minutes and passengers fully loaded the plane and the air conditioning switched off. Vincent, why did they switch it off for? Keep the thing running. Get the fuel in there and keep it running. Just get the engines going. Gosh, what's wrong with them? Eventually, crew opened the door, so they should. But it still wasn't hot because there was no airflow. Rather, it still wasn't cool. And then over the following four hours, the passengers were told, they told New Zealand Herald, this is a Herald story, obviously, that they were provided a small bag of chips. Oh, that's good of them, isn't it? And then at 1am, four hours later, after the scheduled departure, the captain announced they were ready to leave. Oh, good. The door was closed and the plane was ready to take off. 
And uh, but it was too little, too late. Auckland Airport, one thirty in the morning. Curfew had begun, and the rail railway was closed. Hang on, did they say the door was closed and the plane was ready? Oh yeah, good. And then what happened? An Emirates spokesman said the airline apologised for the inconvenience caused as the technical fault delayed departure. Emirates flight EK four four nine from Auckland to Dubai on seventh of January was delayed due to a technical fault, according to the airline. The airline did not respond to further questions about how long the passengers were held on the aircraft or whether they were provided food and air conditioning. No. Now what else have we got here? This doesn't look too good. At 2am all the passengers were forced to go through customs and passport control and collect their bags, so it's still not out of the woods yet. They still had more problems as they arrived in Auckland, as if they arrived in Auckland despite having gone nowhere. By 3am Polk said the passengers were gone through customs. They had to wait for another hour in the queue to get vouchers for taxis to the hotel. Obviously, the airline's going to pay for that. She went off to Ellerslie. She arrived at 4.30 in the morning and got, got her room, but passengers, including Ned Marks, he was not so lucky. Marks and his new wife, they were heading to Morocco for a four-day honeymoon, and they'd booked a flight from Auckland to Dubai and then on to Casablanca in Morocco, where they booked a train to Marrakesh. Uh, there's a song about that. Uh, anyway, she said that they were stuck on the aircraft for five hours, and then what? Given a hotel voucher at 4.30 in the morning, Sent to the Pullman Hotel when they arrived with 15 um, other passengers, the hotel said they had no available rooms. <laughs> After organising their own transport, another hotel, uh, catching four hours of sleep, Marks returned uh, to, to the airport at 1pm in the afternoon. Gosh, it's hardly worth going to bed, just stay at the hotel. Stay at the airport, I should say. They checked in at 1 o'clock, they make them check in five hours before. One, two, three, four, five. Four hours before, can't count. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. I know, yeah, yeah. I know. And then they said that they um, they had other delays. At that point, everyone lost it. Yeah, they did. At 8 o'clock, still 8 o'clock at night, the, the uh, flight departure, Polk said, the crew were amazing, though, during the journey, were they? And the captain appeared very upset about the disruption. However, for many travellers, the disruption wasn't over. Connecting flights, re- oh, no, this goes on, doesn't it? You'll never read of it. It's over at the Otago Daily Times under News National. It's the first story in, I think. Yeah. So that yeah, it does. It's a big long one. Safety Emirates apologise. Oh, that's a safety in Poland. She received an email from Emirates apologising for the event and offering two hundred and fifty thousand air points. That's quite a few, isn't it? It's worth five hundred bucks. Obviously, no one is happy with it. And uh, anyway, they went through it. Not so good, eh? No, no. Oh, that UF, UFC star Israel Adis, Adesanya. He's a he's a little shit. He mocks the prosecutor after a drink driving charge was discharged. So the judge lets him off. This UFC, that's a bo- he's a boxer, and he? he looks like a North African Muslim to me. Anyway, apparently he's popular. He's got eight and a half thousand, eight and a half million people following him on Instagram. He's a, he's a silly little shit because he went and put some naughty stuff about the prosecutor and took photographs. Someone, some of us uh, up up in the gallery there, somebody with a camera took photographs. You're not allowed to do that. Not unless you get permission from the judge. Anyway, the UFC star Israel Adesanya, Adesanya, yeah, he's in hot water after mocking a police prosecutor online using a surreptitious photo taken inside the Auckland courtroom. No, he's not good. Not good at all. Look at you, you little flippin' African. Is that what he is? He looks like it. Go, we need to deport them back to Africa. But he's been representing New Zealand. Guess what the judge did? Let him off. He um he had a, he, the photo that was taken inside the UFC star. He put it on his Instagram account, which was followed by eight and a half million people, accompanied uh, by demeaning lyrics from the Big Big Sean song. Big Sean, 
You know that one? You little bitch, you little ass bitch. You ain't effing in with you. The rap lyrics began as the video played on the media f- and the media photographers leaving of them leaving the courtroom, followed by a still photo of the prosecutor. You little, you little dumb, it continued before cutting off abruptly. Uh, and now... Now, the minute-long social media post, which includes images of Adesanya in a car walking to court inside the courtroom and leaving again, uh, could see the former middleweight MMA champion in more hot water, just as he was about to uh, put his previous legal woes behind him. Uh, so he's in there for drunk driving, this little fella. He's another refugee, probably. Come over here. Speaking of refugees, who else have we got there? Uh, that Green MP, what's her name? She's she's out of the country at the moment amid shoplifting claims. Did you know that? Green MP, her name is Golritz Garam, Garaman. Yeah, Garaman. She's overseas, but she faces allegations of shoplifting from an upmarket Auckland clothing boutique, uh, apparently. she's Now, she came as a refugee as well from Iran. There's no refugees here. You've got to have money if you want to come to this country. The real refugees, at $2 a day, that's what they get. Uh, it's 26 minutes to 6. We'll have TNT Radio News, I think. Make sure they're online. Yes, they're there. The Green MP, Golritz Garaman, she's overseas, it, but she faces allegations of shoplifting from an upmarket Auckland clothing boutique. She left the country in the days after the alleged incident on a trip, the Green Party says, that was pre-planned. Uh, a man at Garaman's Auckland home on Thursday afternoon told the Herald that was yesterday that it was, that she was travelling with friends. The prominent MP, she's a list MP, no one voted for her. Uh, she's not, she has not been charged, but police have confirmed they have received reports of an alleged shoplifting at Scotty's Boutique in Ponsonby on the 23rd of December, Christmas shopping. <laughs> picking, up a, picking up a few items, just lifting up a few items. Initial inquiries are still being made into the report and police are not able to comment further at this stage, according to a police spokesman or man or woman. I'm not, I've refused to use person. Green Party Communication Director Danny Stevens said Garman was overseas at the moment. Oh, she's on a personal trip. It was planned many months ago. I'd piss off as well. Well, I don't know. Would I? I wouldn't shoplift. On Wednesday, News Talk ZB Plus revealed Garman she had stepped aside from her shadow political portfolios after shoplifting allegation. Uh, they continued uh, justice, uh, or no, continued. They include they include justice, foreign affairs. This is what she's in. She's in justice. Another one. Who was the other one? That other um, druggy lesbian. Um, what was she? Uh, well, she's druggy because she's she said I suffered from mental health most of my adult life, so she's obviously on drugs and then drinking with it and then driving driving the electric car crashed into a Ute in Wellington. She was a mental case, and she was a justice minister. What was her name? Kerry, Kieran, Kerry, Carrie, oh, Marigill, can't remember. They as soon as they once they once they leave, hey, you need to forget 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 who they are. Oh, I do anyway. I like to forget. I I think I do that. I just wipe mem- bad memories. <laughs> they include justice, foreign affairs. This is what this is. These are her portfolios: defence, ethnic communities, and trade. The Green Party said it was aware of the allegations that the MP will stand aside. She said that or whoever it was, Danny. That's with a wise. It's probably a bloke. Probably a bloke. Danny. Danny said it's going to stand aside from all her portfolio responsibilities until the matter is resolved. A political commentator earlier said, whether true or not, it sounds like it, the allegations would tarnish Garaman's reputation. Bridget Morton told News Talk ZB in the morning 
that it would be difficult for Garamin to rebuild her reputation. She said, I think it's going to be difficult to come out of this one. You know, she said, whether it was a misunderstanding or not, you know, whether it was correct or not, it was you know, the accusation is there. It's going to tarnish her reputation, right? Obviously, she's a senior and experienced member of the Greens, so for her... It's going, she's going to have to sort of rebuild that credibility gap. Morton said if the allegations were true, it would absolutely speak to the unsuitability of someone to be a, a member of parliament. Can't be a member of parliament, a shoplifter. <laughs> you silly cow. What were you thinking? I suppose you, mm, maybe you can't afford to now because, you, you know, you, are the Greens in? They didn't get in, did they? No, that's what, maybe they get less money. In a statement, the Green Party spokesman, spokesman, has said that the party was aware of allegations regarding MP Goldritz Garman. Uh, it was, uh, it, they were in contact with Scotty's boutique, trying to butter them up, to get a better understanding of the situation, trying to put some pressure on them. Uh, you have to be quiet, don't you know, just say it was a misunderstanding. Oh, all right then, yeah, well, how much you give us? Oh, Green MPs are expected to maintain a high standard of public behaviour, apparently. All MPs are, members of parliament. Now, what happened? What's her history? She was she made New Zealand history as the first refugee to be sworn in as an MP arriving in New Zealand. They didn't say that. They said, I am here. Uh, in New Zealand as an asylum seeker with her family from Iran. She's Persian. Iran. They like to say that I'm Persian. You mean you're, you're a, you're a, um, we should be a Muslim. And she's anti-Semitic, guarantee it. I'll be guarantee I'll read the story, she'll be an anti-Semite. They all are, most of the, most of the Greens are anti-Semites. Yeah, people like John Minto and all them. Um, yeah, they know. you say, oh, are, you a, um, are you from, are you a Muslim? Not a Muslim, are you, a, are you an Arab? No, 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 not an Arab. I am, with an English accent, I am, I am Persian. I am Persian, my friend. Persian. Because we're not Arabs. We well, yes, you are, actually. All um, all those people from the Middle East, unless you're Jewish, you all come from the You're all Semites. <laughs> Anti-Semites. No, you are actually all sons of Shem. But, 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 you, um, um I was going to say, I don't know, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, no, you, you all come from Ishmael. That's Abraham's son, Ishmael. He had it to, the, the, so all the Arabs, including the Persians, all of them are sons of Ishmael, which was Abraham's wife's handmaiden from Egypt. So the war in the Middle East for the last three and a half thousand years <laughs> has been between two half-brothers, one Jewish, Abraham and Sarah's son, Isaac, and the half-brother, Ishmael, Abraham, who shagged um, Hagar, or Hagar, however you want to say it. She was from Egypt. And so the, all of the Arabs, they actually started off life as half-Jewish. Yeah, they're J Jewish Egyptians. <laughs> That's what they are. That's what they are. And they, went to, they didn't come from Arabia. They sort of settled, they settled and called the place Arabia because there's so many of them. Huge. And the Bible says, I'll make you great. You'll be massive. You'll be huge. You'll be a great nation. But you'll be wild, <laughs> crazy people. And they are. And there you go. What was she thinking? <laughs> She made New Zealand history as the first refugee to be sworn in uh, in New Zealand as an asylum seeker with the family, and she was sele she was selected. You know, she didn't get voted in in this party in this country. She was selected as a Green Party candidate in uh, January two thousand and seventeen, and in twenty three, and she was ranked at number seven on the list, becoming a member of Parliament or before becoming one. That she was a human rights lawyer. Oh yeah, I bet she'd be looking after what 
women's rights. What would she be? What sort of things would she be doing? She became embroiled in controversy and allegations that she and her party misrepresented her work on war crimes tribunals. Commentators said that she had, and leader James Shaw, they played down her defence role while inaccurately stating she worked as a prosecutor. Recently, she'd been outspoken in the ongoing conflict between Israel and Gaza. What did I tell you? She's a, she's a Jew hater. <laughs> well, your, your father, your, the original, you know, like the original Arab, the first Arab, Persians, the first Arab was a, Jew, a Jewish Egyptian. So there you are, stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Garriman. In 2020, Garriman revealed that she had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Oh, gosh, okay, now I, forget, now I regret everything I've said. Uh, and she had a responsibility to start start an honest conversation about autoimmune disease like this one. Mm. She said that she first learned about her diagnosis in 2018. So they don't put that that in there. This is a story about her shoplifting. Why don't you leave the last two sentences out there? Give, play, playing the pity card. Anyway, back to the news at the Otago Daily Times, and it is 17 minutes to, I think it is, yes, 17 minutes to 6. We'll be with TNT Radio News. Yes, they're still online there. TNT Radio News coming up at 6 o'clock. Gosh, I can't believe I'm up up this early. People say, you're you're out of bed early. Yeah. I used to get up. I couldn't actually get the mouth to work. Now it just seems to be, I I I wake up five minutes before I go on on the air, and I seem like, do I feel feel like I'm awake? Do I sound like I'm awake? Parents are urged to keep kids safe in the hot days ahead. They always say this, keep safe, and all this rubbish. Keep safe. What does it mean? Does it, the word doesn't, it's become so porous, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Keep safe. It's like Christian. Everyone's a Christian, aren't they? Pope says he's a Christian. The, the Muslims, not the Muslims, the, um, the um, Mormons, they say they're Christians. They believe that Jesus and the devil are brothers. <laughs> go, and, go and ask one. They do, and they wear funny underpants, undergarments. They wear, they wear Masonic ones. There's a cue. There's a... Yeah, it's not Christian. The Masonics, even the women wear funny underpants and got got all these symbols. You know, all these Masonic symbols. And I don't. Well, I don't know that. But I've been told that. <laughs> I haven't seen any undies of uh, of uh, Mormon women. And then you've got you know all the cults. Oh gosh, yeah. Parents have been urged to keep kids safe, safe, safe on the hot days ahead. Well, we've had hotter days. Seventy three was the hottest on record. Forty two point two, forty two point three, forty two point four in Marlborough. Uh, and in Rangiora, and uh, February the 7th. I've got it in my brain. I've got it in my head right now. February the 7th, 1973, I was 12. Yeah, it was much hotter. Higher temperature expected to continue right through the weekend, prompting a warning to keep your children safe from the heat. It's just common sense. Don't treat us like we're babies. Gosh. Now, a, t- a teen has been rescued after a fall on rocks at a swimming hole up in Kerikeri. Teenage girls have been rescued by he- and uh, by helicopter after falling on rocks at a popular swimming hole in Auckland up in Kerikeri there. A big fine after a worker temporarily buried in a death trap. A drainage company has been... Oh, I'm going to cough. Drainage company has been ordered to pay $320,000 after a worker was temporarily buried alive under 20 cubic metres of dirt. Blimey, that's in the courts now. Camping behaviour improves with fewer code browns. What's that? Code brown. Freedom camp. Oh, you're pooing. You dig a hole, you dicks. You, you put a bit of dirt over some poop. You know, you lay a cable and put some dirt over it. You won't smell it. Dirt's incredible how it gets rid of the smell. But dig a hole and bury it and then squat over it, over the hole. That's what we did at Scouts. Taught us how to do that. The first thing we did was we went out and dug a decent hole. 
Except we used, um, you don't need to do this, just dig a bit of a hole, just don't fall down it head first. Dig a bit of a hole, and um, they we use lime. It's disgusting. It doesn't get rid of the smell. It just, oh, I'm going to gag. It's horrible. Just put dirt, just sprinkle a bit of dirt over the poop. Yeah, just, you know, like you're, like you're um, seasoning up a sausage. Just sprinkle some dirt over it. That's all you need, not too much dirt, otherwise you fill the hole and you've got to dig another one. So that's what you do. So always take a spade. Freedom campers is no excuse for pooping. What's wrong with you? Like dogs. Gosh, even cats bury it. Probably why people like cats more than dogs, don't they? Um, workers genuinely remorseful about slacking off video. Really, a Wellington water worker... What do they do? They put the poison in the water. A water worker. That's what they would do. They put the um, things like chlorine and they do. They put chlorine, ginola. <laughs> oh, I've got to put some ginola in. You can smell it. You turn the tap on and you go to town. Gosh, I mean, hey, can you drink those chemicals? And you're no good boiling it, apparently. That won't get rid of it. What else do they put in? Fluoride. They're going to put fluoride in. That's, that's designed to make you dopey. Uh, the Wellington, they want you dopey because, you know, you're easy to manage if you're medicated. That's what the mark of the beast is going to be about. It's going to be under the skin. And everyone that gets it, they get noisome sores. That means smelly sores. And so, yeah, it'll be, they'll come out on the, on the skin. Because when you get a disease, when you've got something wrong with the, with the terrain inside the body, it presents on the skin. So that's how you know there's something wrong with it. Anyway, so I'd say that, that it'll be, not only will it be a mark that you can't buy or sell unless you have that mark, it'll be medicating as well. So they'll medicate you. And you know, they'll be able to track you as well. Very clever. The Antichrist is going to do that. It's not Sunday worship, love. You've got, you got to actually read the Bible for yourself. This is what I say to people. Don't go listening to what other people tell you the Bible says. Not even me, even though I know quite a bit. <laughs> but I could, get it, I could get it wrong. You can't end up there standing before God at the judgment seat or whatever, you know, the great white throne. He says, well, Grant said all I had to do was this. Well, who's he? You shouldn't be listening to him. I sent you a book. Why don't you read it? There we are. It's the greatest book. There's no book sold more copies than the King James Bible. On every ship, when Britannia, Britannia ruled the waves, it was on every ship. And then in 1881, God took his hand off the United Kingdom when they brought out the corrupt versions. In 1881, West Cotton Hort they were the ones behind that. Two Roman Catholic plants. So anyway, workers are generally remorseful about the slacking off video. A Wellington water worker who bragged on social media about slacking off at work was generally remorseful about making the video. To, uh, her employer says, oh, this is news, is it? A government taken to court over blatant disregard for Tereo Maori. Tereo Maori. Waikato Tainui claims the only way to stop Tereo Maori being denigrated and all <laughs> people like me <laughs> and eroded because it was always just Maori like you got Russian right Russian speak Russia Russian Chinese speak Mandarin <laughs> Cantonese okay, okay. We, the people from Kent, the, the people who speak Cantonese are they from Canton I don't know but you know Americans speak American English speak English because we don't have an accent, English. We just this is we we don't speak with an accent. This is English. This is how it should be spoken. Americans speak American. Um, Chinese speak Chinese. They don't actually. It's Mandarin and all these other funny little dialects. And Maoris, you know, Russians speak Russian. So why can't Maori speak Maori? And it was always that way forever. And now it's Tereo. They've just introduced us in Tereo nonsense.
Anyway, the Waikato Tainui, they claim that the only way to stop the Tereo Maori being denigrated and eroded is to, is to take uh, is to take the government to court. Oh, more, and we pay. <laughs> we'll pay for you, don't worry, we'll pay for That's what happens. The descendants of the settlers who built everything, Maori has, what have they built? Paths, fort, fortifications, grass skirts. What have they put on the table? Let's look at the people right around the world and see what they've offered, see what they put on the table. The British, what do they do? What do they put on the table? British. Oh, you know, the um, Industrial Revolution. Uh, the Germans, what, engineering? Um, the Swiss, oh, you know, technology, the Swiss watch. What else? What else have we got here? The Maoris. Um, grass skirts. Um, Walker building. Um, history. Um, lots of history here. Lots of um, reclassification of history. Hiding, hiding the truth about the pre-Tasman explorers. Not, not letting you get away with that. Pretending that they're indigenous to the country. Just nonsense. They're just immigrants. They were just settlers, actually, just like we were settlers. Anyway, Golden Bay Fire contaminated contaminated runoff. What's a runoff? Is that a farming? Oh, it's farming. Is that a farming runoff? Contaminated runoff confined to one drain. A Tasman District Council uh, confined uh, council confined no. Uh, rather is confident that there's no contamination has entered the nearby river and estuary after a large fire at a building supply store. Oh, I see. Canterbury horse trainer faces assault charge. Well, this is um, harness racing. I used to do that. I might put on my Facebook page, uh, Liberty NZ, I might put a photo of me winning a race. <laughs> it was a novice race. <laughs> I won the race and I gave up. I give up while I'm ahead. North Canterbury harness racing trainer faces an assault charge after an altercation with another industry member. They do because there's a lot of money involved inside a, a toilet block uh, following uh, a West a Westport trotting club meeting. And in the South Island, the summer is set, set to be a sizzler down there. But, but I, just, I think it's getting cool already. Nights are getting cooler. I feel like winter's on the way. Uh, the South Island's going to turn to summer scorcher, so they've got the weather weapons out, got the heaters going. And uh, crews are battling a major scrub fire near Christchurch. 17 fire trucks and a helicopter have been sent to the major scrub fire at, at Kiri, Kiri, Kiwi. Kiwi. That's K-I-R-W-E-E, Kiwi, near Christchurch this morning. Really? That'll be yesterday morning. Yeah, that's old news. I don't know if they got it under control. Gosh, it looks looks scorched, all right. Damage caused by the fire believed to have been started by sparks from the brakes of that freight train. Oh, that was old news. I thought that happened on, on Wednesday. Anyway, they all turned up for it. So that might be the end. You know, I might have come to the end of the news. Christchurch Lotto player wins $1 million. Oh, they're lucky for him. My dad used to win on that. Yeah, Christians aren't supposed to gamble. Gamble the Lord's money. A funny lotto punter. A lucky brother. <laughs> funny. Uh, he was, it was funny, all right. Oh, look, I won. One million dollars richer after hitting the first division prize in the draw. When was this? This is old news. 11th of January. It's kind of old, isn't it? Yesterday. So there we are. Powerball was not struck. That's coming up on tomorrow night, isn't it? My lotto. Yeah, he bought it from my lotto. Anyway, I'm not going to read out the, that. That's pretty boring, isn't it? People go, I don't buy a lot of seconds. You've got to be in to win. Uh, a father and a grandmother killed at a crash near Christchurch. Two people have died in a crash near Christchurch on Monday. 
uh, on Monday. They, they were revealed to be members of the same family. It looked like a lovely Asian family. Gosh, that's sad. And the water workers, they're starting getting a bit repetitious now. And that former Nats MP, he's cleared over claims of a fight at a family funeral. Former National Party um, member, Alf, uh, yeah, Alfred Nio, uh, his wife and son and his brother and his nephew have all been cleared of assault claims made by a sibling. Cook Island police have revealed. Is it over there? Oh, is that where, that, is that where it happened? Oh, I was in the Cooks. And uh, anyway, she, she and also Garaman, Garaman Gallritz, she's standing aside. Yeah, Labour urged government to back Gaza genocide. What a load of rubbish! You're a halfwit. I'm looking at this guy. He's a nutcase anyway. What's his name? Uh, David Parker. Is, is that his name? Is it David Parker? Looks like him. Foreign Foreign Affairs spoke. Yeah, David Parker. But I thought he was a lefty. What's he doing? Having anything to say on it? He's opposition. New Zealand should support South Africa's legal action in the International Court of Justice, alleging. Uh, including allegations of genocide in Gaza by Israel, according to Labour. In a statement on Wednesday, Labour's foreign affairs spokesperson David Parker urged the government to to get Gaza genocide case at international court, to back it rather, not get it. Going to back it. Israel denied the claims. Of course they're not. Of course it's not genocide. They don't set out to bomb and kill people, you know, innocent people. They're there in a war against Islamic terror. This is a religious war. You realise that? And you know what? I'll tell you what. Here, I'm going to make a statement. They're all terrorists in Gaza, all of them. Some of the hostages that were kept and billeted out in these families over there, they are all terrorists. They're all in on it. They might not be fighting in the front lines, but they're there. And the kids are the ones that are the, the victims. They're the ones, really, that are held hostage in that place, the children. And they're held there by Islam Islamists. Anyway, so that half-wit David Parker, he wants us to support um, a, um, a case in the, in the International Court uh, for, for genocide. No, what about, what about the fact that you, look, you, go, you go attacking and killing 1,400 innocent Israelis going about their business, just going about there every day, murdering people, beheading people with a shovel? I mean, you've heard Douglas Murray. He's, he's over, he was over there. I don't know if he's still over there. Douglas Murray was there. He wrote The War on the West, too, by the way. A very good book, The War on the West. Anyway, there's, there's certainly not genocide going on, but you've got to wipe them out. You've got to stop because they're coming after us. First the Jews, then the Christians, then they're coming after you atheists. <laughs> Any atheists listening? I can't imagine an atheist would be interested in listening to me. All right, um, what else have we got? We've got news coming up soon. Um, we'll move over to the post in a minute, and um, I'll, um, I'll have a quick squiz at that with you. And see what's going on there. Be back in a minute. It's five minutes, four and a half minutes to, yes, no, five to, five to ten, uh, six, gosh, ten, uh, ten to ten. I like ten to ten. It's cowboy time, isn't it? Yep. From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. All right, well, we're over at the post now, and uh, the feelers frontman James Reed's facing charges. He's the 49-year-old musician, James Reed is accused of uh, failing to stop for police in Christchurch and refusing a blood test, so he's obviously pissed. And doubled up dates for high-profile political weddings. Former Labour colleagues Dame Jacinda Ardern and Kieran McElnulty both tie the knot on Saturday, but not together. I actually thought they'd make a nice couple, those two. I always felt that he's a bit short, though, isn't he? She's taller than him, and she's not tall. So that's them. So what's happened? The former current MPs on the respective guest lists potentially face divided loyalties. Uh, 
Uh, Wellington region to move to level two water restrictions next week. Wellington, Porirua, Hutt Valley and Upper Hutt will move to level two water restrictions at midnight on Wednesday, according to Hannah McCullum. She's got the go. Look, there's people there queuing for water and they've got 3,050 leaks that the council should be fixing. Water just flowing all over the road, just wasting water. I think it's done on purpose. I think this is all just the communists, the fascists, you know, the, the, the globalists, getting people used to living in squalor, getting people used to queuing like the Poms. If you want to, well, the Poms just look for queues to join, don't they? Over there in England, <laughs> they look for a queue. They love it. They love queuing. We hate it here in New Zealand. A rally held in support of the South African court action against Israel. Protesters blocked the street where the building housing both the Israeli embassy and the South African High Commission is situated, prompting the police to intervene. The Green MP shoplifting allegations secret for more than a fortnight. Green MP party will not say when it found out about Golritz Garama. Uh, she was accused of shoplifting by Parliament's but Parliament's website shows 18 days passed before portfolios were removed. According to Tom Hunt, he's done some digging. And Yasha Sirinvasa, what's he been saying? He says, we have taught her right from wrong. The mother of 12-year-old Christchurch girl linked to two stolen vehicles in Timaru is warning other parents about the influence of social media. You've taught her from right to wrong, but she's been out there going for joyrides in cars. And we've got two homos here. Oh, they're not. No, one. One is a tranny. One is a transvestite, dressed as a man dressed up as a woman with this other woman who looks short-haired woman with a cross around her neck. That's the cross of Tammuz, too, by the way. It's not the cross of Jesus Christ. You don't go wearing cross. You don't see people wearing crosses in the New Testament, do you? Where, where have you seen? Read the New Testament for yourself. There's no cross-wearing, no Mary worship, none of that. Um, he was like another child to us. This is Rupert's last walk. Rupert the dog was part of the... Oh, there's Rupert. Oh, look at him. He looks cute. But look, that's not a woman. That's a man. I'm going to go into that story. That's a man dressed up as a woman. They are. He's got a flippin' five o'clock shadow. And a woman's dress. What were you thinking? Your parents teach you about that. Do you know the Bible says it's a shame for a man to dress in a woman's apparel? And a shame for a man to have long hair. Well, I think of all these people that reckon they're um, special, what do you call it? Um, what do you call Oh, we've got news coming up. Uh, blimey. Uh, what do we do now? I need I need the news news trailer, international news trailer. I better, I better play that now, had I? Yeah, it's coming up. What are we up to? Oh, no, we've got a bit of time. We've got a bit of time. We're all right. No, it's coming up. Okay, I'll be back soon after the news at 6. The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. 88.1 FM, the wireless international news. It's coming. It's coming up, okay? It's coming. Just bear with me. <laughs> Play of this hour, go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. 
In Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fannie Willis is facing scrutiny over her interactions with the January 6th committee. Allegations suggest that Willis, while conducting a special purpose grand jury investigation into Donald Trump, collaborated with the committee to obtain evidence against him. This evidence was reportedly shared at a stage when no defendants were involved, thereby avoiding discovery requirements that would have allowed Trump's defense team access to the information. Complicating matters, the January 6th committee destroyed its records, potentially hindering the defense's ability to review all evidence. Additionally, concerns were raised about the fairness of the committee's processes, as it was perceived to lack a balanced adversarial approach, particularly since then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi did not allow Republicans to appoint their preferred committee members. This controversy comes amid separate allegations against Willis, involving a motion filed by Mike Roman, a co-defendant in Trump's case. The motion alleges that Willis had a personal and financially beneficial relationship with fellow prosecutor Nathan Wade. At a congressional hearing on Wednesday, Republican legislators confronted Hunter Biden for not complying with a congressional subpoena, accusing him of contempt of Congress. In what seemed to be a strategic move, Hunter Biden attended the hearing with his attorney, Abby Lowell, and close associate Kevin Morris. Despite his presence, there was the option for the House Sergeant-at-Arms to arrest Hunter for his noncompliance. Representative Nancy Mace criticized Hunter, accusing him of epitomizing white privilege and lacking courage. She went so far as to suggest that Hunter should be arrested on the spot. I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago, too, my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with congressional subpoena accountable. As Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene began to address the hearing, Hunter and his group promptly left the scene helped Hunter Biden break the law. Let's talk about his own father's words. President Joe Biden said in October 2021 that individuals who defy subpoenas from the January 6th House Select Committee should be prosecuted. And the Justice Department in, indicted Steve Bannon for doing so in November 2021. Hunter Biden's father, the President of the United States, said that he should be prosecuted. Anyone that defies a subpoena should be prosecuted. Hunter Biden didn't show up for his subpoena. Hunter Biden showed up today to make a clown show of himself to show that he is nothing but someone that will not obey the law, that wants to show up when he wants to, and sits here with a smug look on, look on his face and runs away when it's my turn to talk. An oil tank in the Gulf of Oman lost communications early Thursday morning after being reportedly boarded by several armed individuals wearing military-style black uniforms and masks. The UK Maritime Trade Operations Center indicated that the incident occurred around 03.30 London time with unknown voices heard during a communication between the ship's master and the security office. The vessel then changed course, heading towards Iranian territorial waters. Sky News, citing security contractor Ambre, reported that the vessel is believed to be the St. Nicholas, a tanker previously embroiled in a dispute between Iran and the United States. Last year, when named Suez Rohan, it was seized by the U.S. for allegedly transporting Iranian oil to China, a move deemed a violation of international sanctions. The identity of the attackers remains unconfirmed, but the tanker's history in U.S.-Iran disputes and its subsequent course towards Iran post-boarding point towards possible Iranian involvement. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. 
TNT Radio's Mark Morano. Where do we stand in 2023? How is it coming? Because we were promised for decades that solar and wind were cheaper, the prices were dropping every day, and all we needed to do was get rid of fossil fuels and solar and wind would take over and we would have this energy utopia. And we're in the renewable energy subsidy paradise right now. It's just been growing and growing. During the Obama presidency, the federal government was spending about $15 billion a year on renewable subsidies, dropped down to about eight during the Trump administration. Now it's back up to about 15 and so to 17. And the Inflation Reduction Act is promising something like 40 to $50 billion a year in subsidies. It just is remarkable. Uh, but this net zero idea is, is beyond a reach out. It's even beyond a wish and a prayer. It really is impossible to transform society this way. It's all going to come crashing down in a green breakdown over the next two decades. The Mark Morano Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. 88.1 FM, the wireless weather. Okay, we've got some weather coming up for you right now. Looking at the extremes at uh, six minutes past five and a half. It's five and a half minutes past five. No, six. Five and a half minutes past six. That's, I remember Moose Smith. I used to love listening to him move. He'd go, um, it's five and a half. Go top of the morning to you. Yeah, very good morning to you. Yeah, it's lovely. Anyway, Moose Smith. Uh, great guy great 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 i was a wee bit young wee bit young to be listening to him but um he's good six minutes past now uh, is napier napier the highest temperature right now is napier 20.3 it's dropped a bit more it got up to um got what was it it was um 20.5 i think it was wairu's getting cool there was actually about 10 degrees earlier this morning and now the sun's come up that's what happens it gets cooled off a bit doesn't it wairu 6.2 right now castle point the wind's up at the end it was 65 then it went down to 56 and now it's 59 kilometers per hour still not too bad hokitika it's starting to come on now with the rain 2.6 millimeters of rain falling in hokitika as we speak looking at the uh, the um the looking at how hot it is uh you've got um, Stewart Island and Chatham Island 13 and 17 degrees, Invercargill 14 along with Needham, Timaru 15 and Christchurch has got 14, Blenheim 17 degrees. Queenstown it still just remained, it's probably something wrong with the thermometer, something wrong with the mercury in Queenstown, 17 degrees there they say. France Joseph has cooled off a bit on the west coast there, 14 Westport 17 and Nelson 18 degrees. Looking up to Kaitaia now, 17 degrees for Kaitaia and Whangarei. Auckland is also on 17 degrees, Hamilton 15, Rotorua and uh, Taupo are both on 14 and 16 degrees. Gisborne has 18 degrees. Tauranga 15, along with New Plymouth. Uh, Napier's on 20 degrees. Palmerston North 17. Masterton 19. And Wellington, where the um, where all the 20, 121 criminals uh, are residing down there at Parliament, putting their feet up and that, you know. 17 degrees. Anyway, right, uh, let's look at that short forecast now. Firstly, for Northland, partly cloudy, isolated showers in the west from the afternoon. For Auckland to Taramanui, including the Coromandel Peninsula, they plenty, central high country, also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Mainly fine weather, areas of morning cloud and isolated afternoon and evening showers about the ranges, about the Bay of Plenty and Taihapi and Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. For Taranaki to Wellington, areas of morning cloud and evening cloud, more persistent in Horovanua and Kapiti along the coast there, and you've got isolated showers that'll be clearing from the afternoon. For Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, Otago, Southland and Fjordland, partly uh, fine, partly fine. I'll tell you why it's partly fine, because it's got mainly fine, but isolated showers, well, that's partly fine. Anyway, you've got isolated showers happening about the south 
about the east coast of Fiordland and Southland. Low cloud about the east coast in Otago, spreading elsewhere from evening. And in Buller, isolated showers clearing the west in the morning and Buller in the afternoon. And finally, for the Chatham Islands, cloudy periods with fine spells in the afternoon. How about that? Well, I mean, oh, look, I've got through right there. Right, when the weather, we've finished the weather, the weather bed. Now, Anne, uh, just a short uh, moment to discuss the NHS. Apologies, we'll do longer next week. Uh, but the Telegraph report that NHS patients are being asked to choose from... Oh, this is GB News, by the way. GB News. Yeah, I thought I... I don't know. I, I don't know how you got in there. This is only goes for a minute. So give us a minute. I'll be back in a minute. A hundred. Is it nine minutes past five? Six. Nine past six. Fifty-nine religions, twelve genders. You heard me right, and ten sexual preferences before they attend hospital appointments. We know the NHS has logistical issues with staffing, but my goodness, there's a cultural problem too, isn't there? Yes, there is a very big one. And it's part of what I've been saying. The NHS has lost... Ah, oh, this is flipping old news. We heard that yesterday, didn't we? While, while I'm trying to find some proper news, let's have a listen to this amazing black pastor in the United States. And he's at a, he's at a parent and teacher's meeting. Listen to what he says. He blows them out of the water. Because they're trying to teach your kids all the sexual perversion. Three minutes. My father gave me a long last name. It's Amanchukwu. It means I know God. And I'm glad to say that I do. I'm here today to talk about... Uh, this book here, my name is John Amanchukwu, as I stated earlier. It's called It's Perfectly Normal for Students 10 and Up. This book details all kinds of sexual images, pictures of elderly people nude, pictures of an individual who's in a wheelchair with his penis out, all of these sexual pornographic images are made available and placed at the fingertips of children. And I'm sure, Dr. Cruz, I don't know if you knew about this before you signed on, but hopefully this is something that you can address and deal with because this is immoral and asinine to allow children to be able to see this. Also, this book even shows images of two women having sex, a man and a woman having sex, and two men having sex. That's not perfectly normal. Who decides what's normal? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Or do parents decide what should be placed at the fingertips and allowed to be taught to their children in the school system? I'll read some of this for you. It says, after a bit, a person's vagina becomes moist and slippery. And the clitoris becomes hard. After a bit, a person's penis, penis becomes erect, stiff, and larger. Sometimes a bit of clear fluid that may contain sperm comes out of the tip of the penis and makes it wet. Can we, sir, I'm sorry. Was it something I said? Was it something I said? If you don't want to hear it in a school board meeting, why should children be able to check it out of the school system? See, we have perverts that are perverting our kids. And you all sit back smug in your chairs and celebrate diversity, equity, and inclusion, but you don't want me to read it so you can hear it. Why? Does it bother you? Yes or no? You can't answer that question. You want to know why? Because politically speaking, you can't say that it's wrong. 
You probably are a Christian man. But many Christians today have become more Democrat than Christian. Some Republicans have become more Republican than Christian. I'm not trying to win an election. I don't get my talking points from the RNC or the DNC. I get my talking points from the B-I-B-L-E, from the Bible. And you don't want me to read the filth because it exposes the truth. How dare you tell me to stop reading it? If you don't want to hear it, why should the children have to see it? Pastor, your time is, is, time is up. Thank you. That makes two of us. Yeah. Your time is up, mate. And where's all that music coming from? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what that's about. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the same thing's happening here. They're doing the same rubbish to our children here. You know, it's the Christians that are stopping the, it just absolute, the lid coming off hell. We're here. Until when the rapture happens, the Christians are going to be taken away. You know that? They'll say that we've been taken by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, could, you could you, you might you could you could argue that no, that's what's going to happen, and uh, it's just a it's just it's like we like, we like obviously the devil's real, isn't it? I mean, for people that are atheists, you you must be thinking, gosh, there is evil in the world. Perhaps I'm wrong about that. Perhaps my religion of atheism, atheos, a theos is the word God. It's a Greek word for God. A means like anti-aircraft. I'm I'm asexual. You know that that that, that like Kenneth Williams says I'm asexual. I'm celebrity. <laughs> it's funny. He's a funny guy. I yet to be there. Well, we've got the same thing happening here in New Zealand. They're teaching us this stuff. This Chris Hipkins' mother, Rose Hipkins, she's up to her eyeballs in it, up to her armpits and and the sexual perversion being taught at schools. Have a listen to this call that Kerry Woodham made. I mean, I've played it before, I know, but let's have it again just in case you missed it. There might be some people out there that missed it. It's almost quarter past six. Uh, Gareth, hi. Um, a couple of months ago, I was very concerned about uh, some of the school curriculum. Um, I asked uh, my daughter's school to provide the documents they had around it, specifically relationships and sexual sexuality education, not sexual education. And um, they provided me what they received from the Ministry of Education. And uh, quite frankly, I was shocked. I'm, I'm seriously concerned. I've got two kids school age, I have four under four. Yeah. So I'm very concerned about what they're going to be teaching five-year-olds next year. Um, and just in general, I mean, the, the Ministry's documents specifically references the works of John Money. Uh, John Money was a Kiwi. Yes. I don't even know that. Yeah. Uh, he was a Kiwi scientist who um, it has never been officially discredited in academia. All his studies appear to be still recognised and built upon. But um, his own works, I mean, his one of his studies, his proposal was that children are inherently sexual creatures. And as part of that study, he made six-month-old babies orgasm along with many, many other age groups as part of his work and that is promoted by the ministry of education that we have to incorporate the works of john money really into a, yes it's written there i can send you the document Kerry. i've got it right here john money john money yeah it's written specifically in the relationships and sexuality education because he yeah. did that botched experiment on the twins remember yeah he's called the father of um gender identity for taking twin boys um, 
both been circumcised. One of them had his penis removed as part of a botched circumcision. He raised that child as a girl. Um, he wrote that it was a great success. Uh, both those boys ended up killing themselves uh, as men. Um, and one of them, who was not transitioned, who survived a couple of years later, still heavily taking drugs because he was affected by the experiments. As he would be. Uh, yeah, he wrote that. Um, I find that really hard to believe that they would be incorporating anything from him because he also tried to use Depot Provera to suppress sex drive and sex offenders, didn't he? Uh, well, he's done lots of stuff. He's well respected. There's lots of photos out there with him with New Zealand politicians shaking hands. Um, so it kind of comes together why they want to remove biology from the science department when they're promoting the works of John Money, who realistically was a pedophile and used his scientific studies to perpetuate child abuse. And, and as I say, Kerry, he has never been academically discredited. He is still referred to in transgender works to this day. Um, so I, as I say, my kids are at a Catholic school. I was considering even going to the Muslim school. I've seen some of their documentation around this. The Muslim, uh, forget, is a parents association. They've put um, warnings out around this topic. Um, you know, but I think homeschool is the only way to go because it says that you must incorporate this gender ideology into every subject in your school throughout the whole year. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with learning about, you know, gender dysphoria and things like in that. Math class? In maths class? Well, not maths class, but I mean, <laughs> not from not from the works of John Money. Well, why not? They're not discredited, Kerry. I mean, you would have thought that's the first thing a, a university could do is go, hey, hold on, children are not inherently sexual creatures. This was abuse. But no, unfortunately, we pretend it's real and we build upon it. Bloody hell. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, News Talk said be 11.22. 11.22? And she gets some texts from then on. But, oh, man, alive. How about that? So this is, and you've got Rose Hipkins. I mean, you know, they didn't mention that, but I, I've, done, I've done a bit of study on it. I heard something on RCR radio right at the start there. Someone was being interviewed, and they were talking about it then that she's involved in it. The, the, the ex-Prime Minister's um, mummy, mother. It's uh, 24, 19, 19 and a half. <laughs> 19 and a half minutes past six here at the uh, the morning, the World at Five. I forgot we called the World at Five. I meant to, I meant to be saying that, aren't I, but I forgot all about it. Never mind. Um, what about a bit of positive thinking, and then we'll have a look at Radio New Zealand and see what they've got on the boil. We'll just um, a bit of a, a daily dose of wisdom. Should we have that? We'll do that, and then we'll listen to Jim Ron. Oh, I love Jim Ron. This comic brilliantly exposes the problem with atheism. Check it out. And the nothing people make fun of the God people. They say God doesn't exist. I'm like, okay, maybe. But you know what definitely doesn't exist? Nothing. <laughs> That's the defining characteristic of nothing, is that it doesn't exist. So what are we talking about? Either you think it's God, something you can't see, touch, taste, photograph, and science can't prove, or you think it's nothing, something you can't see, touch, taste, photograph, and science can't prove. I think we can all agree, if nothing, if your nothing sometimes spontaneously erupts into everything, that's a pretty magical nothing, you guys. Ask the nothing people, what happens when you die? They'll tell you, nothing. You go into nothing. I'm like, you mean you merge back with your creator? <laughs> That's heaven.
Yeah, that's right. It's uh, 20 past, 20 past in Jim Ron. Have a listen to Jim Ron, and then we've got Douglas Murray coming up, but it's a bit long, so I might not play that. might play that after eight, eh? I'll do that. Price is easy if the promise is clear and powerful. But the price seems almost too much to pay, too much to get over, too much to accomplish if the promise isn't clear, if the promise isn't powerful. We will pay the most extraordinary disciplines if we can see the promise of the future called setting goals. So I'm asking you to get a handle on the future. I'm asking you not to leave it to anyone else. Don't leave it to the company. Company's got their own goals. I'm asking you to set your own goals, your personal goals. Income goals and financial goals and health goals and spiritual goals and where do you want to go and what do you want to do and what do you want to see and what do you want to be? That's it. Promise of the future. Design your own future. 21 minutes past six at The World at Five with Grant Edwards and we are over at Radio New Zealand rnz.co.nz and we're having a look at their front page see what they've got dished up for us this morning see if there's much propaganda in here more than chicken feed funding needed for the unreliable Wellington Rail Network stranded passengers believe the fault which shut down all outgoing Wellington Rail services for several hours this week is another example of increasingly unreliable network it is surrounded by a smell of poo (laughs) yes everyone should just have a bucket and some dirt and then just go and bury it. If we all did that, we'd have a wonderful earth. That's how it should be. Poo, and, poo goes in the ground. That's where it goes. There we are. In China, the vegetables that we bring in, you know, like the, all that stuff, it's all grown in human feces. You know, that, that's their manure. They use their own poop. Uh, more complaints about the wastewater plant. Odours from the city's, what city? That's Upper Hut, isn't it? Somewhere, lower Hut, Yeah. The city's sea, uh, sea view, uh, sea view. They put it right by the water. Wastewater treatment plant are worse than ever before, despite recent upgrades to improve and uh, improve the smells. That's a lower hut resident. They're not very happy about that. That's just come through that one. And how to care for your garden during El Nino summer? Well, it, that'll be the day. It's like fog. It's like autumn at the moment. I'm surrounded in fog. I'm in the clouds right now. It's just completely foggy. It's a nonsense, you know, it's not going to get hotter. And I reckon what's happened is the people that are doing the weather, you know, manipulation, I think they've been mucking it, they've got it wrong this year. Probably have to try and wait till next year, chaps. You'll get it right by 2030, by that agenda. In 2030. Uh, a person has been seriously assaulted at an Auckland McDonald's. The police said that two people were involved, they were known to each other, and the, there was an ongoing, uh, no ongoing threat, rather to the public. Vegetation fire in Titai Bay on Thursday night. The smell of the smoke was still evident in the suburbs north of Wellington this morning after a vegetation fire in Titai Bay, Porirua on Thursday night. And uh, a slice of history, New Zealand uh, golfer uh, got their photo back, got their photos back. Oh, that's good. Photographs sent overseas that were, were lost and then de- destined for the landfill are, f- are filling gaps in our sporting history. Oh, that's good. Got a bit of a quirky, quirky throat this morning. Ghastly theft as farm loses hundreds of kilograms of blueberries. At this time of the year, it was a very significant loss for the for the um, the Bay Blueberries Farm. Yeah, because they've been picking probably since November, haven't they? Been flat out, so they've had a, a ghastly theft. And what I, I haven't read, I, I don't read any of this. I just don't have time. <laughs> I don't have to read it with you. Hundreds of kilograms of blueberries robbed from Hawke's Bay Farm. Why would you do that? You halfwits. Haven't they been through enough down there? Uh, the entire crop weighed hundreds of kilograms. They've been robbed. What are they saying that the government's robbed them? Uh, Bay Blueberry owner, Marion Hurst, 
and her team turned up to harvest the fruit and they found nothing on the bushes. It was ghastly. Ghastly. So the pack house, significant loss. It's our fault. Fruit. It's rather, it's only fruit, I should say. I'm just, oh, they're thieves. Thieves have come in and with a couple of utes in a large van, equipped with a pick, and they went, pick your own. <laughs> they got the pick your own crates, probably light. They must have done that in the middle of the night. Yeah, they did, over the space of a night between the dates of the 1st and the 4th of January. There have been security measures in place, including locked gates, CCTV. They obviously got round that. And the resident's not far away. Wow. Unbelievable. The loss of the work from the stolen crop has affected about a dozen people all up and ready to go. And now they can't. Shocking. Who would do that, go and stealing fruit? And then they'll be selling it on a roadside stall. So look out for any blueberries for sale on the side of the road. Call the cops. It's terrible. You get to take a hot shower. Water restrictions tighten in Picton and Waikawa. That's happening. The residents there. They're being asked to urgently conserve water to avoid running it out. Running out. They've probably got council leaks as well. That teen up in Kerry, Kerry there fell six metres. That's a long way to fall, 20 feet, onto the rocks at the popular Kerry, Kerry swimming hole. This is that we had that story earlier with um, the um, Otago Daily Times. A witness said the girl was in, she intended to jump. She was hesit- she hesitated and then she fell down the rocks before saying she was unable to feel her legs. Oh, you poor wee girl. Green water. Just looks like it needs a good flush out, according to the mayor. Locals are avoid, av- avoiding taking the water in the Waikato River, uh, Lake Waikamaru, northwest of Taupo, as algae has turned the water green. Yee. Appearance urged to keep their kids safe. Our temperatures are predicted to hit 30s. Heat alert. Yeah, 33, that's not hot. 42.3 it was. 42.4 was the hottest one. Somewhere in Marlborough and also Rangiora. That were the hottest temperatures on record. Uh, Department of Conservation, they're concerned by damage of uh, that off-road vehicles uh, making in the Queenstown area. Four-wheel drive enthusiasts are being urged to stick to formed roads. You stay on the Tassio. <laughs> that's why they buy them. And to take care when driving in, in um, several popular historic Queenstown areas and that they were damaged. And why is Generation Z, or Z as the Americans like to say, Generation Z less likely to end up behind bars? Oh, truly. Despite youth crime fears, the stats tell a very different story within this generation. Wellington water workers are remorseful after the video that prompts investigation. Wellington water, we talked about that, it was earlier. But I'll say it again in case we've got people, there's got people, no, a heap of people just joined up now. 29 minutes past six, all Wellington water worker, um, a Wellington water worker who bragged on social media about the slacking off on, the, on work, genuinely remorseful about making the video. Gosh, you'd want them to be on the ball when they add all the chemicals to the water that you drink. Kayang Aura. What the heck's Kayang Aura? Aura. What's that? Aura. Kayang. 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 It's a hard one to say. It's not Kayanga. It's Kayang. Kayang. Kayang Aura. I don't know what that is. What is that? Kids. Is it? Naughty children. Kids that are um, in welfare. You know, welfare kids. I don't know. What, are they, what would you call it? State care. Is that what that is? I don't know, half a billion dollar state home. Yeah, it is. There you go. Oh, no, no, it's not. No, that's housing. 
Can't you speak English? It would be good, wouldn't you? Then we'd all understand what you're talking about. Hundreds of public homes, some dating back to the first wave of state housing, are being renovated in record numbers, so they should too. Most of Wellington's going to move to level two after the um, council has 3,050 leaks that they're responsible for haven't fixed. The ban on sprinklers and irrigation systems for residents' homes will apply to Wellington, Porirua, Upper Hutt, um, and also the city hut cities. Hey, um, I think they got it wrong. There's been rain, so I I, just, I think that their um, planned um, weather warfare, their weather weaponry that they've got planned for this summer holidays to stuff it up for us. I think it's all turned to custard. I think it's been working in in Australia. They've got they're expecting a hundred mils again today. Um, more more problems over there. Uh, wow, yeah, I mean it's just un, unbelievably um, bad weather they've been having. Uh, but we've had a, a good run here, and I think they've got it wrong here. I think they, yeah. So maybe get it right next year. And as I said, by twenty thirty, they'll have it right. They'll be experts at it. They'll be able to ruin your holiday. Uh, on on the, you know, just dial up. Yeah, I better drink this coffee before it goes cold. Anyway, so most of Wellingtons they'll be pissed off, won't they? Because because it hasn't been pissing down. Because <laughs> they've been, I've been, I've been pissing around with it. That's what's been going on. Half past five, six, half past six. A heat caused a major Wellington trains power outage. Oh, that's to do with global warming. Global warming. Yeah. Uh, consecutive days of warm weather. It's not that hot. No, don't listen to this nonsense. When we were kids, man. It was always over 30 degrees. I remember being, going to Gisborne there. It was like 36 degrees then. It was often back in the 70s. And as I said, 40, 43 degrees. If you don't believe me, well, it's just too bad. I'm telling you the truth. The interrail of ferries delayed due to engineer sensor issue. Engine sensor. Not a, <laughs> I thought they were censoring an engineer. No, it's for the nest, not a sea. Uh, no, what did, you, what did you say? Well, I can't say. I liked about Italia. Uh, the interisland uh, Kaiorahi. Uh, it will be arriving an hour late into Picton this afternoon. That was yesterday afternoon. <laughs> and Farm Act to fund more uh, supplements for people uh, with uh, inherited metabolic disease. Don't go near Farm Act. Don't go near those doctors. They'll kill you. Stay away. And don't go near these homeopaths because they're not properly trained in this country. They're, they're blimmin', you know, rainbow powers, funny people. You know, they need to be proper doctors, medically trained, but homeopathically trained. Like I found one. Dr. Sine, he's in Brisbane now. He was good. He 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 studied, you know, medicine, medicine, and he studied. He went homeopathic track. He's very good. Mix up his little little remedies that have got nobody home in them, you know. Give you little pills, little sugar pills that have got nobody there. There's nothing in there. Not even a molecular. It's not even a molecule. It's below Avogadro's number, and and the more it's a bit like the more whiskey you drink, the less drunk you get. Because they dilute it. They dilute it and dilute it and dilute it, and apparently it works. And the more they dilute it, the more it works. But you've forgotten one thing, Grant. What was that? You forgot to tell them that you have to succuss it in between each dilution. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? Is it like the succussion? Is it like, you know, you can get an iron rod, you can bash it on the ground or on another, another bit of steel and smash it. You know, you can make it magnetic. So, there's obviously something in this succussion business. You know, c- concussion, succussion. Anyway, Pharmac, they're going to f- start funding more of them. Yeah, more nutrition's needed. Uh, fewer Code Browns uh, during the summer camping season this year. They're, they're not shitting everywhere like they normally do. 50,000 bronze sculptures have been vandalised for the third time in a month. What is some Maori thing, is it? 
No. Third attack of the sculpture in months. Another blow to the staff at Auckland's Botanic... Oh, Botanic Gardens. Oh, I, like, I used to like going through the gardens. And a former national minister accused of accuses uh, Genesis Energy of negligence at the lake. Chris Finlayson says weeds at the reopened Great Walk have caused immeasurable damage. You, there's an audio over there at RNZ. We're reading from RNZ. 28 days and waiting for Wellington fixed, fix, leaks to be fixed. 28 days. Gosh, that, someone's written on with chalk on the side of the building. 28 days we've been waiting for, and they're going to rub it out and put 29 tomorrow. Uh, that's all these, um, It's you know, these leaks, and then they're putting water restrictions on us. Look, you can see the leaks just going all over the place, and that won't be good. You know, leaks going across the top there, and it gets into the, because they've got a lot of cobblestone work there in Wellington. Wellington Hair Salon is keeping a running tally of how many days it takes to fix a, a large leak outside a shop in Lambton Quay. Uh, my granddad, my great-great-grandfather built a building in um, not far from Lambton Quay in Manor Street. It's the Edwards Building. I forget who owns it now. They've just, you know started titled it now, so it's all owned by all different people. My brother was going to buy it at one stage there. Anyway, Rachel Pope, she is a hairdresser with Jean-Jacques, and uh, she said that the tally written in chalk on the footpath outside, oh, it's on the footpath, it's on the side of the building, outside is a bit of fun. She said the reason being is that we've had lots of people coming in and asking, when, when, why haven't we reported it? But we have. We've been really, it's been really, what's been really cool, she says, it's created a bit of community uh, negativity build and a bit of banter. What is it? Bit of, oh, but I created a bit of community, full stop. Negativity builds a little bit of banter. It does. It's good for, and now you're in that paper. <laughs> and now you're reading it out on the famous uh, The World at Five with Grant Edwards on the Liberty NZ. Oh, we're sponsored too by the Liberty NZ podcast. That's me. Yeah, we're sponsored on that. We started that a few years ago, and we thought, hello, something dodgy going on here. What are they doing locking us down? I thought, liberty, liberty. Mm, I know. Terrible. Golden Bay Fire, contaminate or the runoff. Yeah, we've got that. Okay, so we're getting now, we're getting to the bottom, we're digging. The, oh, we'll go to world news. Yeah, have a look at world news. Saudi Arabia interested in the uh, Israel normalization deal after the war. Saudi Arabia, look at them, the sheik. Look at him there with his red and... Red and um, Red and white check thing. They always look quite smart. They're more dapper, aren't they, those Saudis? Don't you think? More dapper than the um, the run-of-the-mill Palestinian so-called. They're, just, they're all Arabs. Uh, Saudi Arabia's ambassador to the United Kingdom says it is interested in normalising relationships with Israel after the war in Gaza, but that, but that any deal must lead to the creation of a Palestinian state. The Muslims don't want a Palestinian state. Israel will accept it, and they shouldn't, because God gave Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all that land. He promised it to them. He didn't give it to them. He promised it to them. It was it was actually um, Joshua that took it by force, 1400 BC, 14th century BC, or 13th century. I, and I get confused when it's BC. Some time ago, three and a half thousand years ago, it was Joshua that went in there. Joshua walked around the Jericho. Joshua walked around Jericho. They walked around seven times. And then they blew their trumpets. And the walls came tumbling down. There was a song we used to sing in Sunday school. I used to, I used to like Sunday school. It was good, except when they asked me to read, because I couldn't read. I was six, 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 six. Couldn't read. <laughs> the six, 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 six. The sticks, the sticks, the stick, dyslexic. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Fifth and final batch of documents has been released. The documents have been released as part of a lawsuit brought by ex 
a sex rather, sex trafficking, I told you, sex trafficking victim, Virginia, is it Guf, 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 Gufri? Is that, is that Gufri? That must be. Uh, there they are together. What a shame people get involved in sexual perversion. Boeing admits a mistake over a plane door blowout. <laughs> they call it a plug. The plane maker has admitted that it was at fault after an Alaskan Airlines flight suffered a door blowout during a flight. In Davos 2024, a global elite gather against the WIF's most complex backdrop. I can't believe I'm reading this on our Radio New Zealand. Top of the agenda for the global elite, attending next week's World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab, are talks to end the wars in Gaza and Ukraine. Wow. Oh, I've got something on that. I'll be back in a minute. I know about the balance of probabilities, like in family court, you don't actually need evidence, where in criminal court you do. Criminal court is supposed to be proof beyond reasonable doubt, which is a legal definition that's been around for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the rape law changes made it that no longer was it really proof beyond reasonable doubt. It was if this woman's accusation is believable, that's enough. That's called proof. Yeah, 22 minutes to 7 here at the uh, World of Five with Grant Edwards. I have. Listen to this. This is Mickey Willis, M-I-K-K-I. Mickey Willis with his um, wonderful movie uh, documentary film. It's called uh, The Great Awakening. And he talks about this old Swalshy and the whiff. Professor Klaus Schwab was born in 1938 in Ravensburg, Germany, where Nazi crimes against humanity were committed. His father, Eugene Wilhelm Schwab, was the managing director of Escher Weiss Ravensburg, a company that used slave labor to manufacture weapons of war for the Third Reich. While Klaus's father was at the helm, the Nazi party awarded Escher Weiss Ravensburg the title of National Socialist Model Company. Years later, Klaus Schwab joined the board of directors at Escher Weiss Ravensburg, where he played a key role in the development of South Africa's nuclear weapons program during the darkest years of the racist apartheid regime. Today, Klaus Schwab is the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. If you'd like to meet the people who are supposed to repair the state of the world, or give a piece of your mind to the bankers who help get us into this mess, we can tell you where to find a lot of them. The World Economic Forum. Uh, it's 21 minutes to 7. Hey, I forgot to play the thing I'm supposed to play when you do the international news. 88.1 FM, the wireless international news. There we are, and uh, welcome along to the program. <laughs> That's how they talk, don't they? Yeah, good morning. Anyway, okay, we're on uh, international news now. I'm, I'm glad he said international news. I asked him, to, I said, don't say global, because we don't live on a globe. We live on a flat earth, you know, with a, like a rim around the outside. of It's ice around the It's ice. It's a flat. We live on a flat earth. Come on, wake up, for goodness sake. They've never been to the moon. Oh, which reminds me, they've never been to the moon. Now, moon, I'll just find that for you. I've got something on that. You know, that's the good thing. You can just roll all the punches when you, it's just, you're a one-man band. You don't have anybody telling you what to do. Now, I've got Nico Moon, and um, uh, where is that one? Um, I've got one there on the moon thing, Footprints footprints on the moon. Gabby Barrett, Dancing on the Moon. Thin Lizzy, oh, that's a good one. Um, hypnotize the Moon. Oh, there's lots on the moon. NASA on the moon. Rob Skiba, no. Starbuck, Moonlight. Oh, we had that yesterday, didn't we? Truth Seeker. Oh, where was that one, uh, that, that moon song? Oh, flat. I'll just put Flat Earth in. Might be under Flat Earth. Earth. No, nothing. I've got nothing under that. Oh, I had it there. 
Oh, never mind. Anyway, let's get back to international news. Global economy is set to the weakest growth since the pandemic, warns the World Bank. The World Bank has warned that the global economy is set to grow at its lowest, the slowest pace since the pandemic. Uh, 2023 confirmed to be the world's hottest year on record. Have I got any sound effects? Let's see. Find a sound effect for that one. That one is utter, utter. Where is it? Sound effects. Where are you? Sound effects. Sound effects. I don't have any. Where's my sound effects? No sound effects. Don't put them down the bottom. Hey, someone's pinched sound effects. Um, sound beds. No. Sound effects. Where are you? Uh, comedy, classic hits, adult, contemporary, uh, indie, blues. No sound effects, unless it's further down. Oh, there it is, there. Yeah, okay, this is what I think about that. Don't believe the bullshit. That's right. Don't believe the bullshit. All right. Okay, um, so let's get let's get back and continue on with the um, international news. Uh, and uh, so anyway, they say it is that climate records humbled like dominoes in 2023, with temperatures far above any recorded level. Absolute rubbish. A total lie. Uh, in 1973, 7th of February, uh, it was the hottest day, 42.3, 42.4 in Marlborough and also in Rangiora. And it's always, when we were kids, it was always, you go over to Gisborne there, it was always flipping way up in 35 and blow the window out. It was get, get so hot, if you didn't wind the window down slightly in your car, you'd crack the window and, or pop it out or something. Think crack it. Uh, a TV studio taken over by armed men on the, uh, live on Ecuador. In Ecuador, the live broadcast was interrupted by hooded men wielding guns and uh, accosting employees. Accosting. We've got uh, an accoster here in this country. He's an accoster. He sends his men in to do the accosting. He did that at Parliament in 2022 in February and March. Sent all these men in to accost them. Mr. Andrew Acosta. A teacher finds missing Boeing jet door. Oh, this is old. This is no new news today. Gaza war. Blinken says the cost of the conflict on children far too high. Yes, it's always far too high with children, but there's a war going on. It's a Muslim war. The Muslims against the rest of the world. That's what it is. It's an Islamic terror war. The Jews are the frontline soldiers. They're the ones up front. Next to the Christians, they'll be attacked, slaughtered. You know, especially if these um, people get control. And they will because they're breeding like crazy. You know, like, uh, I think... Eight, eight kids per family uh, in the UK. A lot of these Islamic terrorists, um, well, Islamic people that go and live over there. All battle-aged, you know, usually. You know, It's all about sex. The Islamic religion's all about sex. Uh, France, we know that he's getting the, the youngest prime minister, a 34-year-old Gabriel Attal. He's promising to be bold and act fast uh, to help the middle class weather the cost of living. This is getting pretty on. This is Radio New Zealand. I thought they were up with the play. Maybe they were on holiday over there. We better move across to the news hub and see what they've got on the boil. Should we go to uh, World News with um, with them and see if they've got anything new? Israel to face Gaza genocide charges on the in the World Court. That's old. Looting fires. This is in the Pacific. Looting fires kills at least 10 in Papua New Guinea in the capital there. They're scrapping again. Always fighting. In the Middle East, despair in Gaza as fighting intensifies despite Israeli promising to scale back the war. In the United States, Donald Trump can't speak during closing arguments at the New York civil fraud trial, according to the judge. Not allowed to talk. In the Pacific, looting fires kills at least 10 people in Papua New Guinea. Australia, shocking twist in the case of beloved fish. Oh, that's the one they stabbed. Went out and killed a groper for the family to eat. Murray boy. <laughs> 26-year-old, apparently. 
And Tirito, have they spelled that right? Aussies, furious. Oh, yeah, they're furious. Same thing, the fish story. Isn't there twice? More in Australia. This is what happens. Why these tradies went on a rampage against a concrete driveway. Against a concrete driveway they just laid. Did they? They didn't get paid. I bet you that's what it is. So they went in there and, and um, destroyed it. Oh, they are. They're smashing it up. Hang on, click on that. Oh, so this is in Australia. Oh, but the only trouble with, the, with News Hub, they don't know how to play videos. They haven't learned how to do that yet. We'll give it a go, as long as it's not an ad. Oh, there's a flip, 15 second ad, so I'll wait. I'll talk till that till that's over. No, we won't bother. Waste of time. A team of Australian tradies have destroyed a job they finished in an act of revenge after a pay dispute. The viral video shared on social media, creator Jesse Crow and his team took pickaxes to the work, smashing up the concrete driveway that they poured just days ago. It'd be... It'd be still kind of soft. It'd be easy to break, actually, because it wouldn't be wouldn't would gone off. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and uh, this is what happens when you don't pay the pay for the bill. That's what he says. He's based in near near Brisbane. You should have paid by now. As a few days ago, <laughs> they didn't pay us. <laughs> they pay for keeps those tradies over in Australia. The Aussies, the Aussies do. The debacle all started over a dispute over money. It was a $6,000 job. Not much, eh? It doesn't cost much. It looks like a big big driveway. Gosh, you don't get much for $6,000. Homeowner, Viola, and she paid... What is this? Uh, so, so Crow said that he had negotiated a $6,000 job with, with homeowner Viola. Uh, she said she'd paid 2500 as a deposit. However, Viola said that they agreed on $5,000 and she'd paid $3,500 deposit. Ah, the homeowner also had concerns about the quality of the work um, and hidden fees. So she was speaking to Seven News. Oh, well, I'll click on them. They might be better with the videos and get get to the bottom of it. Is this the one? Yeah, here you go. Uh, let's see if it'll work. Um, go. Is it going to play? Yep. Get the volume up. Un click to unmute. There we are. Okay. We'll listen to that. That's spinning. It's going around and around. Something happened. There must be some problem with the with the um the underground trench going. You know the cable the the cable they lay cable layers. They've laid a cable across the Tasman so that we get it's obviously something wrong with the cable. Probably needs replacing. You think they use satellite? If there really was space and the satellites up there, if they really were up in the space, I don't think they are. I think there's I think there's they've got balloons with things on them, you know reflectors and stuff that fly around the terrarium. That's what I think happens. I don't think it's got anything to do with space. Anyway, it won't play. So they're hopeless, aren't they? Seven haven't got their act together. I'll tell you who has got their act together, and that is uh, Sky News. They know what they're doing. Anyway, so the tradies, they smashed it up. Uh, and we are, where are we now? Uh, Seven News. Oh, yeah, we're at News Hub. Haven't been to News Hub for ages. So we'll, go, we'll look at... Um, uh, yes, um, yes. Uh, Trump. Trump's not allowed to speak. Did you know that? During the closing arguments in the New York Civil trial they're going to stop him he's the most popular man they want him to be the prime uh, the president of the united states if they stop him put him in jail or whatever they'd have to shoot him really wouldn't they but if they stop him that means they're interfering with what the people want that's not democracy is it uh and also you've got um the hunter the hunter biden thing he makes a surprise appearance and then walks out uh can't even face my word my words tension boils over the U.S. House as Hunter Biden makes surprise appearance and then walks out. 
Uh, in the Middle East, unstable situation. The UK and the US forces repel large attacks by Houthis in the Red Sea. I just think it's all engineered because what's going to happen now is they're going to say, oh, it's because of the pirates. They, they are pirates, the Houthis. They call them Houthis, but I think it's Houthi. It's a, not a hoot, is it? Um, they're over there uh, robbing ships com- coming on board, causing some problems, and I reckon they're put up to it. I think the whole, I think everything that we're seeing going on in the world at the moment is all engineered. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Opinions are like, you know, everyone's got one. Um, yes, it is. And in the UK, foreign minister says he's worried Israel may have breached international law. That's old David Cameron. What's he doing back in politics? What are you doing there, David? It is David Cameron, isn't it? Foreign minister. Yes, it is. Britain's foreign. Hang on, I'll just stop this video playing. Um, we're at News Hub too. News Hub, you'll find them. News Hub, the hub of news.co.nz. And uh, it says here that Britain's Foreign Minister David Cameron said on Tuesday that he was worried that Israel might have breached international law and go, oh, rubbish. What about England when you bombed Dresden? Don't hear you crumbing about that. You were there. I mean, you, you might not be there, but, you, you know, that was you guys. The Poms, you did that. And then the Americans, you went and bombed the, the Japanese people, innocent people, millions of them. Hiroshima, Nagasaki. Don't you talk to me, man. Israel's get that gets slaughtered and taken captive and raped and beheaded and gosh. And then they they're gonna sort these people out. They're all terrorists in Gaza. So go go and you don't hear you talking about that, about what they did to the Jews. This is just another form of anti Semitism, that's all. It's just Jew hating. More Jew hating. You know, you just gotta find an excuse to hate the Jews. On about you know oh we don't like it's not oh, it's not that we don't like Jews it's just that we don't like Israel with with the the government you know well piss off it's just not you hate Jews you know you do anyway asked during the questioning and answering session the lawmakers if lawmakers if Israel if Israel could be vulnerable to a challenge at the International Criminal Court in the Hague over whether their actions were proportionate of course they were Cameron said the stance was close to that. See, you're an idiot as well. You're another Jew hater. Britain has backed Israel's right to defend itself against Hamas. Good. And it's not Hamas. There's more than that involved. It's the Islamic terror groups. It, this is a Muslim war against against Judaism. That's what it is. It's Jew against Muslim. Let's be honest. That's what it is. And when they're finished with you, when they're finished with all the Jews and murdered them all, slaughtered them all, that's what they want. That's what it means. From the river to the sea, they want a genocide. They want to kill every Jew. They don't want a two-state solution. Don't believe that bullshit about the two-state solution. They don't want it. Israel will accept it, and they shouldn't because they're naughty. They're disobeying God. God gave them Gaza. They're disobeying God. That's half the problem is that Israel, God's brought them back into the land in 1948, but they're still in unbelief. You know, they're still just unbelieving Jews. They haven't accepted their true Messiah, Jesus Christ. He's the Messiah. Read the book of Matthew. It's in there. It's got the lineage from Adam all the way to Jesus. He's the descendant of David from the house of King David. Cameron did not directly answer lawmakers about whether he had received legal advice that Israel might have broken international law, but said that the the incidents had raised questions over whether there had been breaches. Oh, rubbish. Just let them finish the job. Let them sort it out. And you know what? We're going to have to start fighting as well. We are. We're going to have to send people in. I mean, you know... Um, I've got Douglas Murray on that. Uh, he knows quite a bit about that, Douglas Murray, because he's been over there. Douglas, where are you? Douglas Murray. 
what have we got about Gaza in the Middle East? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if this is the one. I think I think it might be. Muslims do not love other Muslims. They have no love for them. They have no love for the Palestinian peoples. None. If they had any, the Jordanians would have taken in the West Bank Palestinians. The Egyptians would have taken in the the the, the territory they used to run, the Gaza, and own the Gaza, and they would have taken in the Palestinians from the Gaza. Why have the Egyptians made sure that not one uh, Palestinian is allowed to leave Gaza? Why, why do they make sure that their border wall is tough as anything? What do they mind? One thing, Jews living. Jews living and Jews winning. It hits them deep in their soul, in their psyche. It's an ancient, ancient hatred perhaps the most ancient among the monotheisms and uh, the deepest and the ugliest, the nastiest and the one that has been least addressed. And we've imported it. That's right. That's right. It's going to be happening here too. That wasn't the one I was after, but it's very, he's very good because he's right. He says, once they've finished with these Jews, once they've killed, we're, they're the ones that are protecting us. They're stopping us from this Islamic terror. They want to kill us all. Do you know that? Unless we'll convert to, to, to Mohammedism, they want you dead. From the river to the sea, the Jews first, then the, then the people of the book. Who's that? The Christians. And then the people that are out of the book. <laughs> so they'll go for Jews, Christians, atheists, you're next. Atheists, <laughs> are, are you here? <laughs> Atheist, are you here? Oh, you must be feeling a right bunch of Charlies. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Jews were right. Okay. Rowan Atkinson, uh, live in Belfast. Yeah, very funny, isn't he? Okay, so where are we? So, yeah, okay, so that's 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 that more rubbish. Tragedy uh, in Asia. There's um, poll booths burn on election eve as a train arson kills four in South Asian country. Good grief. In Japan, search and rescue efforts continue in the wake of the, um, the quake a stricken Japan after three days survival window ends. But one, one lady, and I think she's nearly 100, Found uh, They found her alive. Looting and fires kill at least 10 people in Papua New Guinea. Okay, despair in Gaza is fighting intensifies despite the, you know, them promising to scale back. They can't scale back while they've got people firing guns at them. Trump can't speak during the closing. This is a bit repetitive, isn't it? Gosh, unstable situation. UK, for, oh, it's all very. Ecuador president says country is at war as gangs hold prison. Well, that's old. Um, it's just nothing new. Uh, masked gang brandishing guns storms TV. Yeah, old. South Korea passes bill banning dog meat. Old, that was yesterday. It's delicious though, dog meat. All meat's good. I don't know why. Why is a dog a higher being than, you know, a cow? Why is that? Why is it that, you know, why can't we eat dolphins and whales? I mean, dolphins, they taste delicious. I've read the cruise of the Catchalot. And um, they ate porpoise. All the time, it's delicious. So how? Why? Who says you're not allowed to have certain things? How come? Why do we put rules and restrictions on one another? I don't think it's got anything about actually protecting animals or whatever. I think it's all to do with just um, it's designed for one person to have control over other pe- people. That's what I think. It's just all about control. South Korean passes bill. So how come dogs? What's wrong with dog meat? Why can't you eat that? Well, pussy meat, they smell though. I was gonna, I was gonna um, skin a cat the other day. I shot a beautiful one. Gosh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Beautiful, good, great big thing. 
wild cat up on the up on the farm there. Got to shoot them little sods. Uh, unless they're little. I've we've got three that were little. Gave one away, and the blimmin' another tomcat got it. Silly people. You don't let your little kittens out at night until they grow up. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Lisa, my business partner on the farm, she's got two in town. Two two lovely cats. They sleep on her face, I think, at night. She hates cats. She's allergic to them, but she loves these ones. These are wild farm cats, but little kittens. Ginger, the ginger one came out and dobbed in. The rest of them came out from underneath. It had an old uh, dinghy, just an old rotten wooden dinghy, you know, that, I, that we're going to, I, I think I've burnt it now. But um, the cat, the, the pussy, the mother was leaving her. Um, she had her litter there. And, uh, yeah, ceasefire now. Biden heckled at church shooting memorial service over his backing Israel. This is getting old. Uh, and a league of its own, 2023, confirmed the world's hottest on record. Absolute rubbish. I've got something on that. I have. February the 7th, 1973, was a stinker of a year. It was our hottest day ever. Uh, that day, eight out of ten of the hottest temperatures experienced in New Zealand were recorded. According to Niwa, the top ten above... All above 39 degrees Celsius were mainly recorded in Canterbury. The highest was 42.4 in Rangiora. The only top temperature that wasn't recorded in Canterbury was the second highest of 42.3 in Jordan, Marlborough, in the Marlborough Sounds. The government and big tech organisations such as Google, Facebook and Twitter... Oh, what's this? Oh, it's news. Oh... Oh, we'll read it anyway. Government and big tech organisations such as Google, Facebook, Twitter and PayPal are trying to silence and shut down the expose. Oh, yeah, they need your help. You need to go to the expo news and we'll go and look at them in a minute. We'll give you some real news. But I've got, I just put TNT on in the background. Uh, TNT Radio, they are coming up with news. So we won't forget about that. So anyway, but but expose and you'll find that expose.news. Now, expose-news.com, they are. They need your help right now to ensure that they can continue to bring you the facts the mainstream refuse to. And we're not funded by the government to publish lies and propaganda on their behalf like the mainstream media is. Instead, we rely solely on your support. So please support us in our efforts to bring you the honest, reliable, investigative journalism today. It's secure, quick and easy. Go there to Expose News. I'll go, I'll go there now. And you you can click the donate button. You subscribe to expose, expose-news.com. Now, top story, the American attorney, Thomas Renz, he's, he's reviewed, this is over expose, he's reviewed the US Drug and Food Administration, FDA, guidance and industry documents and discovered that he what he believes is a smoking gun of evidence, a premeditated murder. He calls it vax deaths, vax murder. <clears throat> that's what they, that's what John Ansell calls it here. There's no other conclusion that I can draw, he says. This is the smoking gun evidence that proves that they knew that the gene therapy products that they were masquerading as, I can't say the word because I'm on Facebook, I think, Jacksines, um, had the ability to shed, cause cancer and kill, he said. Thomas Reins became well known early on during the uh, COVID era for leading federal lawsuits in six United, U.S. states that uh, challenged lockdowns, mask mandates, and the safety of the Jacksons. He works through a law firm, his own law firm, uh, Renz Law, R-E-N-Z, Renz Law, and regularly publishes articles in, on his Substack page. And that Substack page is, I'll give it to you now, it's um, Tom Renz. And there's no, is there a dot? Yeah, dot Substack. Okay, we've got uh, news coming up. 
from uh, TNT Radio. Um, we are news. Yes, got some news coming up very shortly. Uh, we've just got Basil Valentine over with um, um, that other fellow, the, the radio announcer over there at TNT Radio, is talking, yeah, guest backing. Okay, I'll um, we'll go to international news right now with TNT Radio. Eighty-eight point one FM, the wireless international news. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. In Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fannie Willis is facing scrutiny over her interactions with the January 6th committee. Allegations suggest that Willis, while conducting a special purpose grand jury investigation into Donald Trump, collaborated with the committee to obtain evidence against him. This evidence was reportedly shared at a stage when no defendants were involved thereby avoiding discovery requirements that would have allowed Trump's defense team access to the information. Complicating matters, the January 6th committee destroyed its records, potentially hindering the defense's ability to review all evidence. Additionally, concerns were raised about the fairness of the committee's processes, as it was perceived to lack a balanced adversarial approach, particularly since then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi did not allow Republicans to appoint their preferred committee members. This controversy comes amid separate allegations against Willis, involving a motion filed by Mike Roman, a co-defendant in Trump's case. The motion alleges that Willis had a personal and financially beneficial relationship with fellow prosecutor Nathan Wade. At a congressional hearing on Wednesday, Republican legislators confronted Hunter Biden for not complying with a congressional subpoena, accusing him of contempt of Congress. For what seemed to be a strategic move, Hunter Biden attended the hearing with his attorney Abby Lowell and close associate Kevin Morris. Despite his presence, there was the option for the House Sergeant-at-Arms to arrest Hunter for his non-compliance. Representative Nancy Mace criticized Hunter, accusing him of epitomizing white privilege and lacking courage. She went so far as to suggest that Hunter should be arrested on the spot. I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago, too, my friends on the other side of the aisle. Um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all, you believed in holding those who refused to comply with congressional subpoena accountable. As Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene began to address the hearing, Hunter and his group promptly left the scene. Helped Hunter Biden break the law. Let's talk about his own father's words. President Joe Biden said in October 2021 that individuals who defy subpoenas from the January 6th House Select Committee should be prosecuted. And the Justice Department in, indicted Steve Bannon for doing so in November 2021. Hunter Biden's father, the President of the United States, said that he should be prosecuted. Anyone that defies a subpoena should be prosecuted. Hunter Biden didn't show up for his subpoena. Hunter Biden showed up today to make a clown show of himself to show that he is nothing but someone that will not obey the law, that wants to show up when he wants to, and sits here with a smug look on, look on his face and runs away when it's my turn to talk. An oil tank in the Gulf of Oman lost communications early Thursday morning after being reportedly boarded by several armed individuals wearing military-style black uniforms and masks. The UK Maritime Trade Operations Center 
indicated that the incident occurred around 03.30 London time, with unknown voices heard during a communication between the ship's master and the security office. The vessel then changed course, heading towards Iranian territorial waters. Sky News, citing security contractor Ambre, reported that the vessel is believed to be the St. Nicholas, a tanker previously embroiled in a dispute between Iran and the United States. Last year, when named Suez Rohan, it was seized by the U.S. for allegedly transporting Iranian oil to China, a move deemed a violation of international sanctions. The identity of the attackers remains unconfirmed, but the tanker's history in U.S.-Iran disputes and its subsequent course towards Iran post-boarding point towards possible Iranian involvement. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at TNTradio.live. 88.1 FM, the wireless weather. Okay, let's uh, check it out. It's five and a half minutes past seven. Good morning to you and the extremes right across the country. Napier Airport now, 21.4 degrees for you. Waiuru has warmed up a bit. Started off at about 10.8, I think, and then it dropped down to about, got as low as eight. Now it's 9.3 in Waiuru. Uh, that's on the desert road, isn't it? Yes, it is, Grant, yes. 50 kilometres per hour in Westport right now. Hoka ticket, the, the wane has wheezed off. The rain has eased off and it's 0.6 millimetres of rain dropping down from the skies now. The uh, temperatures right across the main centres, uh, Stewart Island 13 degrees. The Chatham Islands has 17, so it's nice and warm and toasty over there. Invercargill 15 along with Dunedin. Timaru is 16. Christchurch 15. Blenheim's 18. Uh, across to the hook there, the old beak and uh, Nelson has 18 degrees. Westport down the west coast of the South Island 17 degrees. Fence Joseph has chilled off a little bit there, 14 degrees. Queenstown's still warm and toasty though at 17 degrees. Moving up to the top of the um, to top of the North Island there, Kaitaia and Whangarei 18 and 16 degrees. Auckland's on 18 as well. Uh, Hamilton has 15 degrees along with Rotorua and Taupo. Tauranga 17, Gisborne 19. Uh, New Plymouth next to Mount Egmont 16 degrees. Palmerston North 18. Napier has 21 degrees. 21.4 at Napier Airport. I think we said Taupo, didn't we? Yes, Taupo 16 degrees. Marsterton 19. Wellington down there at the Wasp's Nest. Uh, the 121 wasps in the nest, the beehive. Yeah, but it's wasp, been taken over by wasps over the last few decades. Don't know when that happened, all that infiltration of um, collectivists uh, are there. People like um, Chris Luxon and Chris Hipkins. One's, one's on the left, one's on the right, but it's still the same globalist bird. They're all collectivists. You know, they believe in the, in the forest, not the trees. Don't care about the trees, they, they care about the forest. But there's no such thing as a forest. Forests don't exist. It's all about numbers. Democracy is all about numbers, majority rules. It's mathematics, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bad thing, really, democracy. You have to have a constitution if you want a democracy. It's seven minutes past now. Coming up anyway, six and a half minutes past. Yeah, Wellington, 18 degrees. And the short forecast now for all of New Zealand, valid until midnight tonight. Uh, for Northland, partly cloudy. Isolated showers in the west this afternoon. Auckland to Tamaranui. And also for the Coromandel Peninsula, the Bay of Plenty and the Central High Country. Also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, mainly fine weather today. Areas of morning cloud though. Uh, isolated afternoon and evening showers about the ranges for the Bay of Plenty and Tai Happy. Also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Taranaki to Wellington, uh, morning cloud, uh, evening cloud as well. More persistent in Horowinua and Kapiti Coast. All right, Horowinua then. Uh, with the isolated showers... And then clearing in the afternoon, down to the South Island now, and uh, Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, Otago, Southland and Fiordland. Mainly fine weather for you, fine, fine feathered friends. <laughs> fine, 
fluffy friends. Uh, isolated showers about the south coast of Fiordland and Southland. Low cloud about the east coast of Otago, spreading elsewhere from evening. Buller and Westland, isolated showers clearing in Westland. Is that a helicopter? My, my ride's arrived. It is. Going to do some spraying, are you? Don't spray near me. Shut the window. All right. Buller and Westland, isolated showers clearing in Westland. Gosh, that was a bit low. Uh, at least it's not the police coming to get me. They'll arrive with helicopters. I'll be spread-eagled on the driveway. Uh, Western, speaking of driveway, I was with the, uh, operating on the digger yesterday, dig, doing digger operating. Almost lost the tracks on one side, actually. I've got something wrong with it. I keep pumping grease into it, and it keeps going down. So I think I need a 23-millimeter a crescent, because the shifting spanner won't do the job. I've got to tighten up the little nipple thing that's going. I think it's getting out. And I see grease. I've just about put half a half a tube of grease into this jolly thing. It keeps going down on me. I can't have that. Uh, Bullet Westland isolated showers clearing in Westland uh, in the morning, and uh, and in Buller in the afternoon. And then finally for the Chatham Islands, cloudy periods, a few fine spells in the afternoon. I'll be back in a moment with the uh, extended forecast in just one moment. But here's John, uh, uh, Jim, John, Jim Ron, Jim Ron. It's almost ten minutes past. It's uh, nine minutes past seven. Setting goals. It can turn out to be a drama for your life. Here's what goals are. Your vision of the future. Your vision of the future. Now, there's two ways to face the future. One, with apprehension. Number two, with anticipation. Guess how most people face the future? With apprehension. If you face the future with apprehension, you'll take hesitant steps all day, uncertain steps all day. And if you take uncertain steps all day for six years, you can imagine how empty your life can be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ten past seven. Uh, the extended forecast now. Let's look at that. And for the North Island, mainly fine weather, isolated showers in the west, south of Taramanui and Taramanui, and also uh, in Northland. And then you've got um, in the South Island, rain developing. This is Saturday. Tomorrow, uh, rain developing in the west and south, possibly heavy, fine elsewhere. On Sunday for the North Island, mainly fine in the east, cloud increasing elsewhere with a few showers in the South Island. Periods of rain in the west uh, and for Otago, also mm, Southland. Oh, all right, then inland Canterbury as well. It's going to be heavy at times, partly cloudy elsewhere with the chance of a shower. On Monday, when we all go back to work, it's rain spreading north, possibly heavy, easing south of Taupo. And in the South Island on Monday, you've got showers in the south spreading up the east coast and the remaining rain or showers elsewhere is clearing. This is what they say. In the Chatham Islands, extended forecast fine weather on Saturday. Northwesterlies developing. Cloudy periods on Sunday with northwesterlies strengthening and then rain developing on Monday with southwesterly winds. The change to southwesterly. OK, that is weather. I'll be back soon. I really don't want to hear Allah Akbar shouted again on my streets. It's a war cry. The Hamas terrorists are shouting Allah Akbar all the way through, all the way through, as they are using a shovel to decapitate a young man. With every blow of the shovel, they shout Allah Akbar when they go in to rape and um, murder all these young women in a room. They're shouting Allah Akbar the whole time when they find a young woman hiding under a table pretending to be dead, and they realize she's alive, and they begin killing her. They're shouting Allah Akbar all the time. And they're so elated. And they phone home. One disgusting young Hamas guy shouts, 
shouts from the phone of one of his victims, his father in Gaza, saying, I have killed with my own hands 10 Jews. Your son has killed 10 Jews. And the mother is put on the phone and they're all shouting Allahu Akbar and they're so proud of him. Indescribable. We call it the Taliban song. Sorry, was I talking without the microphone on? Sorry. Themselves the Taliban. Yeah, the Taliban. The Taliban, baby. Oh, yeah. Now I ain't seen my wife's face since they came here. They make her wear a scarf over her head that covers her from ear to ear. She loves the desert and the hot white sand, but. Man, she just like me. No, she can't stand the Taliban. Win, said they would stand and fight until the very bloody end. Mr. Bush got on the phone with Iraq and Iran and said, Now, you sons of bitches, you better not be doing any business with that Taliban. So we prayed to Allah with all of our might until those big U.S. jets came flying in one night. Little bombs all over their holy land. Man, you should have seen them run like a rabbit. Say, ran the Taliban. But you know, someday soon we're both gonna saddle up and it'll be right, camel ride. My old lady, she'll be here with me, just smiling right by my side. We should do just fine.
Toby Keith, and look, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I have not. I would. I the microphone wasn't switched on from 12 minutes past seven. After I think it was Douglas Murray said the last thing. It was. It was Douglas Murray. He said a little thing about whatever. And I came on, and I was I was over at um, stuff.co.nz. Now the problem is we don't have I don't have a red light in the studio, so I don't know when I'm on them or not. I forget. And so there's a little red light on my dashboard here on my sound desk. What I've got to do is I've got to find a way. I have to pull it apart carefully. I've got two, so if I miss, miss this one up, I'm going to always use the other one. And I need to put a light on it in front of me so the light comes red. Because what used to happen in, the, in a proper studio, you have a light come on. So as soon as you switch the microphone on, the light, a red light comes on. The whole place just goes red. It's like being on a, um, in a submarine, you know, kind of red lighting. Like that, so it doesn't affect your your eye, your vision. It's twenty past. So sorry about that. Now, okay, so we're over at stuff, and I'll just quickly run through some of the things I was talking about, and the reason why I played the Taliban song, the clash of the political weddings as Jacinda Ardern and Carol McInerney tie the knot, but not together. Uh, and then you've got the massive haul of blueberries, blueberries that were stolen from trees. That's uh, that another top story. These are the top stories at um, stuff. And then when tourists go rogue in New Zealand. Now, now, what was that about? Tourists go rogue. Is that when they poo? Poo where they shouldn't. Is that what it is? Uh, and amazing to think that it's uh, been five years since the family came back to 2000 caused the headlines. I don't even know what it's about. Uh, summer heating up again. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, I'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to the minute. Because what I wanted to talk about was... Um, um, uh, the top stories. Uh, a secret tunnel in the U.S. synagogue leads to a brawl between the police and the worshippers, and contractor was fined $275,000 after a trench collapsed and buried a worker. A UFC fighter, Israel Adesanya, he says sponsors would talk if he's... Uh, they would walk, rather, <laughs> not talk. They would walk if he was convicted of drink driving. They should have convicted you, you smart little shit. You should go to prison drinking and driving. I've got no tolerance for drinking and driving. Um... Tenants to be fined $6,570 compensation, landlord never rented again. Uh, a big interest rate falls, likely for next t two months, according to a mortgage um, firm, according to the boss. A Swiss tourist is fined, fined. A bikes confiscated after cycling the Tongariro crossing. Yeah, now, no, the reason why I was going to do that, because we were talking about... Um, one of the top stories, they obviously changed it. It was about, um, anyway, maybe it'll, it'll come back. Um, let's look at some of the other things. $50,000 bronze statue has been stolen from Auckland Botanic Gardens. The Auckland Council said that the theft was the latest in a spate of attacks on public assets at the Manurera grounds. And a 15-year-old girl, girl is missing in Auckland almost a week. Almost a week she's been missing. Police say Kate was last seen in... Patu Mahoe on January the 5th and there are concerns for her welfare. A person has been critically, critically injured after an incident involving shipping container. St John's said that it had responded to three rapid response vehicles, two ambulance uh, rapid, uh, sorry, it had responded with uh, rapid response vehicles, two ambulances and an operations manager. So where's that? Was that yesterday or today? 
emergency services responded to a scrapyard in South Auckland where a person was seriously injured on Thursday morning. Oh, really? Spokesperson of Fire and Emergency New Zealand said that the brigade had attended an incident involving a shipping container. Blimey, you wouldn't want that to fall on you. Reminds me of that that movie, A Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> the shipping container fell on this lady's dog's little poodle. She was taking for a walk and all that was left, and there were crunch on the ground and she's standing there with two leads or a lead. And and the lead goes underneath the shipping container. Mm. Uh, there was a um, three fire trucks rushed to the scene, but the, when they arrived, no one was found to be trapped. The spokesperson said a police spokesman said that it had assisted with the workplace incident at a commercial presence at a commercial prim presence at a commercial presence. Don't they mean? Why would you say presence? Police spokesman says that it had assisted with a workplace incident at a commercial presence. No, you don't. That's not the word. On Rangi Road. Residence or premises, I think they mean. <laughs> Spell checks at work. <laughs> that was at um, 2210 20 um, yesterday. And one person had sustained critical injuries. They'd been transported to hospital, that's what they said. St John's said that it had responded with three rapid response vehicles, two ambulances and an operations manager, but refused to comment further on the patient's condition. So that wasn't sound, didn't sound too good, did it? Uh, this is in Rangi Road, the scrapyard. Yeah, man, you wouldn't want could put them knocked over by some... Because they've got big cranes and stuff. They pick up steel and stuff like that, don't they? It's called Pick and Part at Phoenix Metal Man Recycling. Senior staff member at Phoenix Metal Man said that we have no comment to make at this time. You weasel. You should, you know, you actually just should say, yeah, yeah, there was a terrible event. Can't really go into any details. Just be pleasant and tell, you know, spin of a bit of a yarn. You say, yeah, we've got a fellow in hospital and um, we'll, we'll, we'll release something, we'll put it on our website. We'll do, you know, I've got, I can't really speak at the moment, but, you know, yeah. Instead of, we have no comment to make. Oh, don't say that. Stupid. Stupid people. Wow. Okay, where are we? Chucky. He douses roadside blaze with a hoodie. It was getting out of hand, he said. It was real dry and barren. Well, that'll be down south. Dwayne Blake. He's the hero of the day. Woo-wee. Yeah, na- oh, Napitapo Road. A truck driver, Dwayne Blake, he used his hoodie in the early hours of Thursday morning to prevent a roadside fire at Napiatapo Road from spreading into bush and forestry. Good on you, Blakey. Um, Blake was driving his his uh, mainstream. It's not mainstream. It's main freight, isn't it? Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe they got that right. I, bet, I, wonder if, I wonder if that's what it is, if the spell check's gone mad over its stuff. And it's a main freight truck from Hawke's Bay towards Taupo. Uh, when he came across a fire at about one o'clock in the morning, and a few minutes south, that was south of the Rangitaiki. I didn't know that. Oh, that word is. He said it was pitch black, and I came around the bend and saw the, this light, and didn't realise it was a fire at first. It took a few seconds. Pulled over straight away. He said, and then he saw a grey car on the roadside, and the fire was, uh, and was worried that there was someone in it. Ah, he went up to it and saw that there was no one in it. And he thought about the, uh, the f- he what? And then I thought about the fire that was over about five square metres and it was making its way towards scrub. Is it got anything to do with that car? Uh, he didn't, didn't really have a plan A. I just went and grabbed my hoodie. Good on you. He, he, looks, he looks like Mark Bennett. I used to work with Mark. Main, oh, it could be that. 
I'm looking at it upside down. It's done one of those selfies, but it's it's reversed tight. He said, I just started smashing the flames with it, with his hoodie. And I was working away. And uh, if I filmed with my phone too. It was pretty pretty crazy. So if, yeah, if you go over to Blake's um, Facebook page, you probably see the photo. I filmed it with my phone. He said it was pretty crazy. It was getting out of hand, and it was real dry and barren, and it was spreading quick. And he called the fire service, which arrived about 20 minutes later. That's a bit late. Step on it. In the meantime, a few other trucks had arrived, and the driver had got out and helped. And they shot off. What they they shot off after we got it out. Oh, okay. And stayed. You shot off, you know. And then we stayed until the guy, the fire guys arrived. Luckily, I didn't because. Uh, it reignited. Oh, so he shot off, but you stayed there, and it reignited. Uh, he re- believed the car at the site was a Mazda, and it had just been stolen. Ah, oh, okay. Do they set it alight? Oh, they set it alight. And then they just about had a flipping full-on bushfire on the Napier Tarpa Highway. Just before I got around the corner, I saw this white flat-deck truck going as slow at slow speed, and I reckon the people in it must have seen the fire, so I'm wondering if they had something to do with it. He said the Mazda's front passenger door was open and there was burning and, and there was burning to the seat belt and upholstery. Something dodgy going on, eh? Stolen car? Hiding evidence? Helicopters to help fight blaze in the forestry plantation of extreme fire risk in Canterbury. Just have a quick look at that. 29 minutes past seven. So it'll be over soon. You <laughs> back to the country music. Don't worry. Yeah, what do you think of my new jingles and stuff? We paid all this money. No, well, I did. The Royal We. Um, I don't know if I like it. Oh, it's all right, I suppose. Firefighters are using helicopters to battle a large vegetation fire alongside the Waimakariri River near Kuri. I did mention this earlier on in the program about five o'clock, but just in case you were just tuned in. In central Canterbury, that is, flames could be seen coming out of the top of the pines, and a person at the scene said on Thursday morning that the fire was next to an old, the old West Coast Road opposite the Courtney, Courtney Road. And Fire and Emergency New Zealand said they had mobilised 17 units for the blaze and two helicopters, and they were helping fight the fire in a small forestry block. And it was um, thought that the fire covered an area of about six metres, hectares. Six hectares, that's 12 acres, pretty much. Oh, a bit more, actually, maybe 15 acres, six hectares. While the fire had been contained, oh, it has, it was certainly not out. Okay, they've contained it. Uh, it's not out, according to Fire and Emergency New Zealand. That was yesterday in the morning. And uh, fire trucks were alerted to the blaze shortly after 10 to 6 in the morning. And by 8 o'clock, eight brigades were involved, including firefighters from Wigram Station and Christchurch. Uh, Fins posted uh, on the Canterbury Facebook page. That's the Fire and Emergency New Zealand. Is it Fire and New Zealand? Fire and Emergency, yeah. Uh, Thursday. And it was an extreme fire danger day that day. They have yellow trucks down there. They don't have red fire engines. Don't know why they don't do that. So don't light any fires at the moment. Um, I'm surprised because there's no, um, you know, not the whole country. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought it was a very hot year at all. There's had, people up in Northland have had truckloads of rain. They've got incredible growth, fantastic growth happening up there with all the rain they've had. Uh, now, I'm just going to do a refresh on all the papers and just see see if we've got something new to offer you. Um, I gave you that. St- oh, look at that. Look at these people. With guns. Oh, that's that gun religion. There's Asians. Yeah, they've sort of they believe in AK-47 worship. Uh, there we are. And I told you what happened on the stage, didn't I? We talked about the Tangawai disaster. That was on the 24th of December. And of course, we weren't doing anything on the 24th of December. 
we weren't there. But no, the, I, earlier on, right at the very start, Queen Elizabeth, she opens Parliament on this day, 12th of January, 1954 here in New Zealand. People thought she jinxed, jinxed the country because that was when the Tangiwai disaster happened and it was over 100 people killed and that was the worst. A crowd of 50,000 greeted Queen Elizabeth II resplendent in her coronation gown when she opened a special session of the New Zealand Parliament in its centennial year. It was the first time a reigning queen, a monarch, had uh, had uh, a monarch, a butterfly, uh, a monarch. Uh, I sold a house for the guy that bought but- monarch butterflies to the country. Skeets, his name was. I sold that house. It was up on Scenic Drive. I didn't own it. I sold. I was a real estate agent. Sold, and I sold it to a, a news guy, uh, a brother, the brother of a news guy, the one that got punched by Bob Jones for you know disturbing his trout fishing. The Queen and her husband Prince Philip that arrived in New Zealand just before Christmas in 1953. And throughout their large their tour, large enthusiastic crowds met them at every stop. And there were there were about three in every four New Zealanders saw the Queen as she visited forty six towns and she attended hundred and ten functions. At T Rail, which only has a community back then, they only had a community of, you know, six hundred people uh, in that little south South Waikato uh, area. And there was a crowd of ten thousand people turned up for a glimpse of the young monarch. I think she was only about 25 or something. And uh, another notable a notable first from the tour was Queen Elizabeth's Christmas broadcast from Auckland. And that would be at the studios, I would think, at um, Durham Street, uh, where I got my first job in radio. First paying job uh, was with um, Radio New Zealand. And that would be the, that beautiful old building there that they pulled down, actually. It was an Art Deco building. And they used to have down the bottom there, downstairs, so you walk in the front door, it's all very flash for its time. And then down the downstairs, you go downstairs to a sort of a theatre, and that would be where they do their live radio shows with all the sound effects, the car doors, you know, bang, and, you know, a pair of shoes, clip, clop, clop. And, you know, all the sound effects were done down there. It was very professionally done. It'd be nice to play some of those old ones, wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic. Uh, it's 28 minutes to uh, 8, 28 to 8, and then it'll all be over soon. You'll be able to get back to your normal life instead of having to listen to this person on the radio talking some interesting things, and some of it's a bit, a bit of nonsense. I know, I know I waffle on. I talk, talk a bit of nonsense. Another, So that was her, and, um, and it was the first time that she'd done that outside England, outside Britain. The Queen ended it with a message uh, of sympathy for the people of New Zealand in the wake of the Tangiwai rail disaster of the previous night. Uh, previous night, yes, she did that on Christmas Day. Oh, terrible it was. Ah, unbelievable. The old bridge blew out. All these people went over. And and got, and there was a big torrent. It was a terrible storm. Blew out blew out the bridge. You know, the bridge fell down. Uh, on the, I'm not sure what river that was. Was it the Waimakariri River? I think it might have been. Let's have a look and see. Uh, the worst railway disaster in New Zealand history occurred on Christmas Eve 1953 when the Wellington-Auckland Night Express plunged into the flooded... Oh, the, the, it's the Wangaroo River west of Tangiwai in the central North Island. Of the 285 people on board, that's a lot, isn't it? 151 were killed. The cause of the tragedy was a volcanic lava. I suppose that's how you spell lava, is it? Without the V. <laughs> from, I don't know, words are a mystery. Uh, the, from Ruapehu Crater. And it sent a huge wave of um, water, silt, boulders and debris surging down the Wangahau River 
minutes before the express approached the bridge at Tangawai. The engine driver applied the emergency brakes, but it was too late to prevent the locomotive. It's tender and fight. That's the tender. That'll be where all the coal is, is it? Sitting in there. The locomotive. Oh, it was a locomotive. Do they call steam engines locomotives? 1953 would be a steam engine, wouldn't it? Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was a diesel. Don't know. Anyway, uh, it had five. Um, what did we have? Put the brakes on. Tender went over. Five second-class carriages plunged off the weakened bridge into the raging torrent, and the leading first-class carriage toppled into the water moments later. The nation was stunned. New Zealand's relatively small population of just over two million people meant that many people had a direct relationship with someone involved. The timing of the incident added to the sense of tragedy. Most of those on the train were heading home for Christmas with presents and friends and for friends and family. Yep, uh, and that was just a terrible thing. So now what we're going to do, I'll just have a look and do a refresh and then we'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be right back. It's 25 minutes to 8. I'll be right back and we'll have a skitter around the news and see if there's any new stuff that's come to light. How many times has the UN... Uh, General Assembly passed resolutions condemning Israel, approximately. Uh, in the year 2022, there were 15 resolutions uh, on Israel. Uh, there was one on Iran, one on Syria, one on North Korea, and 15 on Israel. There have been hundreds over. Hundreds? Year. Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds yeah. And, and every year, probably at least double digits, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And how many uh, against the Palestinian Authority? The Palestinian Authority is never condemned. At never? The nations. No. Never. Okay, it's 24 minutes to, uh, to, to eight, 24 to 8, and news just to hand for the uh, newshub.co.nz. Fire rips through 10 hectares of Porirua's Titai Bay. We better move in and have a look at that one there. And uh, uh, they've got an ad. No, they've got ads. No, we're not listening to that with ads. Uh, firefighters, uh, uh, Fire Emergency New Zealand received a call about a blaze at about 11pm. That was last night. Fire crews were on site 10 minutes later. That's good work. 20 past 5 in the morning on Friday, this morning, by, uh, the fire had burnt through 10 hectares of vegetation, it said, since. So it's still, still raging. Uh, a spokesman said no homes have been told to evacuate, but the public should stay away from the area. Did, 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 did I tell you what area it was? Porirua, Titai Bay, Porirua. Yeah, firefighters say two helicopters will, will on Friday morning, that's this morning, will be help fight this vegetation blaze in Titai Bay, Porirua, which started on Thursday night. A spokesman said no homes uh, did that. Residents uh, have reported a strong smell of smoke across the area, with firefighters urging people to, to who suffer from respiratory conditions to keep their doors um Closed. Oh, shit. It makes me feel like I want a cigarette now. <laughs> it's easy to get addicted, eh? Um, a person has been seriously injured in an assault at McDonald's. Um, gosh, I hate News Hub with their stupid videos coming across the top. A person has been seriously... Stop, stop, stop. A person has been seriously injured after an assault at an Auckland McDonald's. Police said the officers are at premises of Stoddard Road. Oh, is there, oh didn't they have a McDonald's there? Wesley. Well, as Wesley, yeah, after receiving, I think I went to school out there, receiving a report of grievous assault shortly before 18. What's grievous? A news hub, grievous. Google it. All right. Give us a sec. News hub, the cameraman, uh, camera operator at the scene, said there were people inside the restaurant at the time of the assault. Uh, one person has been taken into custody and the other person has been transported to hospital with serious injuries. Grievous. That's what that means. 
So I could look that up and see what Grievous means according to Firefox. Duck, duck, go. Whatever it is I'm using. Grievous. How do you say it? Grievous. All right. Thanks. Could you repeat that? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Grievous. Oh, Grievous. Sort of the stress. Primary stress is on the first syllable, is it? Grievous. Not Grievous. <laughs> Causing grief, pain or anguish. There we are. So now we know. And where am I? Um, stuff. No? No? Gosh, where are you? Uh, oh. I don't know where I am. Where was I? Oh, maybe I'm there. Oh, gosh. Can you tell me where I was? No? I haven't even done Australian news yet. I've been shaking around all morning. Mucking around there, going off on a tangent, talking about stuff that no one wants to know about. Um, was it Radio New Zealand I was? Where was I? The press. It's gone. Oh. I can't believe it. I don't even know what I was talking about. Um, well, this is a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, here we are. News Hub. <laughs> News Hub. So, anyway, the police camera operator, uh, News Hub camera operator was at the scene and said there were people inside the restaurant at the time of the assault. One person, yeah, we've got all that. And there will be a police presence in the area called not. They'll be there with, I bet you they're there with guns. They'll have guns on them. Just, just getting us used. Never miss an opportunity to, um, to, to sell the idea to the public that police should be armed with, you know, strapped-up weapons, semi-automatic rifles, stuff like that. That's what that's all about. Police wish to, oh, don't give us a... Just go out and arrest the baddies, eh? And leave us alone. Leave us alone from speaking freely. Don't, don't involve yourself in issues that don't concern you. Just go and stop the crime. I know, I know. They've told you, you know, not allowed to arrest any Maoris. Got to catch and release, unless they're doing peak, which is your job. <laughs> According to Greg Hallett, it was the cops that introduced P to New Zealand. <laughs> Give themselves some work to do. <laughs> uh, wouldn't surprise me. They were involved in, you know, all that. A lot. There were some cops that were, you know, up in the Whangarei area. They were buying homes that, you know, that they got a bad P report. They were buying them, fixing them up, and fl flipping them off. Anyway, a McDonald's spokesman said that the staff are assisting the police with their investigation. So that's the latest there news that's just come in from uh, News Hub. Uh, also, more stories and a release, released to hurt Hindu. What is this? A movie. Netflix removes Indian film with meat-eating scene. Oh, 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 no. Come to my place. I'll show you how to eat meat. I eat truckloads of mincemeat. I reckon, I reckon I eat in a week. I reckon I'd be getting close to six or seven kgs of just mince alone. I like mince. It's great. I mean, I'm older, I suppose, and my teeth are, you know, just got a few tombstones. <laughs> sort of there. <laughs> I'd probably appreciate mince more. But no, what I like about it is you can add the right amount of fat with it. Because I mince my own. And uh, she's a real operation. I do deck, you know, tens of, you know, not thousands, but I, I do a lot of mincing. And um, I'm setting myself up with the mincer. Oh, by the way, I must go. I must get down to the post. My, the postie, they send me a text. I bet your postie doesn't send you a text. I get a text when something arrives in the mail. And... Um, up in the calf pen, and <laughs> I've got my beans. Yeah, he's got his beans. You get your beans, all right, mate. Now I've got green beans. <laughs> if they turn green, you'll be in trouble. Uh, I've ordered some beans from Peru. They are organic beans, 
and I want to go for the um, the big the big bulk. I want to get sort of like fifty hundred. I'm actually going to start roasting coffee. It's going to be a new business enterprise of mine. I've got no idea what to do, but I'm, I've got YouTube, so I'll find out. So anyway, I'm actually in the middle of um, a, a building um, my own uh, roaster. Yep, I'm quite clever. I can do things like that. And um, I went on YouTube and I found out how to do it. And it's very easy. I'm just I'm just going to use the barbecue. And what you do is you grab a um, uh, oh, it's 17 minutes to eight. You grab a one of those things that that go on your your um, your barbecue rotisserie. Just so I'm not going to pay the money. I'm making my own because I've got the skills. <laughs> I've got a little engine, and everything. I'm an engineer, and. Um, so then you put your green beans in there. And there's probably some other things that I've got to study. So I'll have to go and, you know, go to the school of YouTube to find out exactly how you do this green bean stuff, uh, how you turn it and do roasting. But I'm going to become a roaster. So I'm going to call it the name of the farm, you know, um, you know, Carrie Heights and um, Carrie Sawmills. <laughs> That's what you call it. Carrie Sawmills Coffee. And it'll be great, and you'll be able to get it. And I'll, I'll start advertising. I'll think up a name. I'll think up a good name, Grunters or something, Grunter, the Grunter. Grunticus Coffee. Uh, Grunt Coffee. You, uh, nah. Anyway, so I'm going to be roasting. So you just get one of those rotisserie um, uh, little basket that you put your um, vegetables in when you, if you want to barbecue your vegetables. You just drill that out, and you can put a rod through it either side. And or you could just just basically just it, I think it will just fit straight on. Yeah, yeah. You just go if you've got money, which I don't. Well, I do, but I don't want to spend it. <laughs> I'm a bit like Scrooge when it comes to spending money. So yeah, uh, yeah. And you sit it there on your barbecue, and that's how you, that's the best way to roast them. Apparently, in the barbie. And I also do my own jerky as well, uh, and I do that in the barbecue when I can think of it, when I remember to. Um, all right, now um, that's that. So, how about we um, look at uh, sport? Um, yeah, let's do sport next. Eighty-eight point one FM, the wireless sport. Woo-hoo! Oh, I don't reckon that guy's good, isn't he? He's been out the business like twenty-five years in radio. As uh, Chris, he's our man that we had from um, over in the uh, UK. Who did the um, did the ends? I like the I like the British accent myself. That's why I went for it. Now, in football, former England boss Sven Goran Eriksson he reveals that he was about a year he has about a year to live after cancer diagnosis. You poor man, go and eat more meat. That's the answer there. I'll just turn that down just slightly. He's very good. Man, he's clever. This guy Chris, he popped them out in two or three days. It was only like you know 250 quid or something like that not 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 bad 75 year old lead england led england through the world cup finals in 2002 and 2006 losing in the quarterfinals on both occasions in february last year ericsson stepped down after his role at the swedish club Halstad due to health issues everyone can see that i had a disease that's not good and everyone supposes that it's cancer but it, and it is I have to fight it as long as possible, Ericsson said in an appearance on the Swedish radio P1. He looks like a nice chap there. He was there with David Beckham. People said I looked like David Beckham when I went to the UK. They reckon I look like Beckham. I'm sure they said that. Yeah. Because I had short, short hair. You know, like shaven. I didn't wear an earring, though, like he does. I was quite handsome in the old days, back in the day. Yeah. Used to be... I've never went without a girlfriend, but now, gosh, I couldn't stand it. Oh, no, I love my privacy. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't stand having that. That'd be a messy business, wouldn't it, having a girlfriend? Gosh, no. 
I could. I could remarry. The Bible says I'm not allowed. Women aren't allowed to. They've got to, st- they've got to stick with the husband until he's dead. Uh, even if they get divorced, you still can't remarry until he dies. Then when he's dead, then you're free. Jesus said that. He said a woman is bound to her husband so long as he liveth. But not a man. Didn't say the man was. Anyway, so that is sport news. Oh, hang on. No, I've got some decent sport news. We'll go over to News Hub and give you some sports news. Here we are. Legendary NFL coach. Uh, Chick, he leaves the Patriots after 24 seasons, super, super Bowl titles. Uh, Farrell appointed the Lions coach for Australian tour as the full schedule revealed. And uh, former England boss, we had read about him in rugby, the Chiefs flyer, Narawa, opens up on World Cup ending back injury uh, as uh, comeback nears. Test cricket worth preserving as the T20 continues global growth, says Williamson. And the top seed Shelton advanced to the ASB Classic semis. Nori forced to withdraw. In uh, more in cricket and qu- quicket, uh, no tournament fatigue as Black Caps prepare for another T20 World Cup. And the ex-warrior half Volk- Volkman uh, to be axed by the Dragons uh, after filing a medical report. Uh, in hockey, uh, Blacksticks veteran on cusp of major milestone at the Paris Olympic qualifiers and in football uh, the Liverpool fight back to beat Fulham in England's League Cup semi-final there we are that was pretty good eh yeah I like, I like that I like the music background okay so what are we going to do now I don't know Grant what do we do now I've got no idea no idea um, I can't find my way back to the turntable there we are we'll get rid of that there Let's hear from Douglas Murray. It is 12 minutes to 8 and we'll have TNT Radio News coming up for your 8 and I'll also be bringing you the short forecast for the whole country so you know what's going on. Oh, I tell you what I should do. Um, I can't do it now, but uh, no, no, talking about that, news. Have we got a New, Ze- New Zealand news? It would be good, wouldn't it, if we had a bit of New Zealand news? i tell you what I do have, though. I've got the latest news from, um, yes, the Morning Bulletin. Yeah, let's play that now. Here we go. This is the Morning Bulletin and brought to you by Sky News. New South Wales police have foiled a possible murder plot targeted against the popular drill rap group 1-4. Police conducted a number of raids across Sydney, arresting two men. An associate of a notorious crime clan allegedly accepted a contract to conduct a hit on the group. Two men, aged 26 and 20, have been charged with conspiracy to murder as well as a raft of additional charges. The television industry has been rocked by the sudden death of a veteran cameraman just weeks after a plane crash claimed the lives of his colleagues. Cameraman James Rose and pilot Stephen Gale were killed when the jet they were in collided with another aircraft over Port Phillip Bay in November. Beanie had been filming in the jet earlier in the day and witnessed the accident. The 61-year-old died of an aneurysm on December 28, just weeks shy of his 30th wedding anniversary. The ATSB investigation into the crash is still ongoing. Airlines and hotels have been accused of price gouging in the lead-up to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour Down Under. Businesses in Melbourne and Sydney have been caught charging up to four times their usual rates on the dates of the Eras concerts. A one-way air ticket from Brisbane to Sydney is listed for $460 on February 23. A one-night stay at the Novotel in Sydney would usually cost you $700, but on February 23 will set you back nearly $1,200. 
Melbourne Demons footballer Joel Smith is facing a possible two-year suspension after a positive drug test. He tested positive for cocaine following his side's win over Hawthorne last year. A report from Sports Integrity Australia is believed to have found him guilty of taking a performance-enhancing substance. The player is expected to fight the charges. Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister is urging residents to help end the deadly violence that's erupted in the capital, Port Moresby. What began as a protest over a public servant payroll bungle erupted into rioting. A shopping centre was torched and other businesses looted in the unrest. Prime Minister James Marape is calling for calm while the government investigates what led to the glitch that caused the payroll issues. PNG's National Cabinet is calling in defence defence personnel to manage the escalating situation. The U.S. House Judiciary Committee has voted to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for ignoring a subpoena to testify behind closed doors. The vote happened after the president's son made a brief surprise appearance at Capitol Hill, entering the hearing alongside his legal team. Republican lawmakers pushed for the vote after Hunter Biden defied a congressional subpoena as part of the House impeachment inquiry against President Biden. And you can stay up to date by streaming Sky News on Flash. Visit skynews.com.au forward slash flash. It's nine to eight. I'll be back in a moment with some more sports news. Hey, that, those headlines were hopeless, weren't they? They were just the headings. No, I, I, you've got you do in sports over at newshub.co. You go down a bit further and you get a paragraph at least. So I'll, I'll, re, I'll rehash that so you know who, what I'm talking about, who some of the people are involved in, what sport and what, where and why. Good morning. The Australian Federal Court will bring down its well, judgment. It has been a very ugly day on world financial markets. Boy, amazing, isn't it? I mean, you know it was a bad day. In essence, Seven was the author of his own misfortune. It was just an extraordinary judgment. They've lost in relation to every cause of action. I need to interrupt you because we have some breaking news that uh, Steve Brax, the Victorian Premier, is apparently set to resign. There are some rumours certainly doing the corridors. For me, it is the right time to step down. The Australian dollar's had its biggest plunge in a year. It's been a huge morning of breaking news. Do you think you will be going to appeal. Uh, we felt disappointed. It is a bloodbath on the market, isn't it? What a day and what a... We will defend ourselves. Ferrari say that they're outraged that rivals McLaren have been cleared of any wrongdoing. The Bears are out in full force, savaging everything in their path. And I'll resign from the Ministry and from Parliament. Surprise, surprise, who would have thought it? One thing's for sure, you can never expect anything in this job. I understand uh, what he would have gone through. There's some breaking news now in the Commonwealth Director of Public Policy. I accept that there will on occasions be mistakes. We're waiting for the statement from Immigration Minister Kevin Andrews. He will be released into residential detention. This is a highly embarrassing backdown. $41 billion has been wiped off the value of the share market. Right, it's been quite a remarkable session before. There's been a collision on a massive scale in Tokyo Bay, Japan, with a Greek freighter. Yeah, well, there you go. It's um, seven minutes to, seven minutes to eight. TNT Radio News coming up at eight. And Farrell has been has appointed the Lions coach for Australian tour as the full schedule was revealed. The British and Irish Lions will take on a combined Australian and New Zealand invitation side as uh, part of next year's tour, according to uh, the uh, News Hub folks. A legendary NFL coach, Belch, Belchick. He leaves the Patriots after 24 seasons, Super 6 Bowl titles. Bill Chick combined with quarterback Tom Bradley to form one of the most formidable pairings uh, in the history of the NFL. 
Black Sticks veterans on the cusp of a major milestone on Paris Olympic qualifiers. Blair Tarrant and Hugo Ingles. Ing Ingles. He brings up 250 games, while Kane Russell can notch up 200th his 200th appearance. And Test cricket worth preserving as uh, it's more more Test black sticks. Yeah, now we've got Test cricket preserving the T20 continues global growth. Says Williamson, the tradition and the history that's connected to the um, to the format is special. He says. More 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 on that story over at newshub.co.nz. And the Chiefs flyer Narawa. Uh, Narawa opens up on World Cup ending back injury as comeback. 24-year-old suffered a slipped disc in his back that ended his 2023 campaign. Ex-warrior, uh, half, uh, warrior's half Walkman, half Walkman, uh, to be axed by the Dragons after a failed medical report. I wonder what happened to him, the 21-year-old. Uh, he was released by the Warriors to sign a one-year contract last month. And the top seed Shelton, this is for, uh, tennis now, top seed, uh, she uh, seed Shelton advances the ASB Classic semis, Norrie forced to withdraw. The tournament's best two players had contrasting days at Stanley Street. Everyone's watching the cricket, aren't they? Uh, football, uh, tennis, tennis. Now, in cricket, no tournament fatigue as Black Cats prepare for another T20 World Cup. Any chance you get to represent New Zealand, our country, is a real privilege and a real honour. Good. It certainly is to represent Aotearoa. Aotearoa, the European invented word. Liverpool, football, that's soccer. <laughs> Four minutes to eight. Liverpool, soccer. Yeah, there we go. Liverpool fight back to beat Fulham in English League semi cup. The Reds went a goal down. They went a goal down early, but they surged back in the second half of the first leg to tie the, for the tie. In boxing, and you've got uh, Let's Get Down, Croatian heavyweight accepts Parker's challenge for a heavyweight showdown. Uh, his name is Philip Hugovic. <laughs> Looks like that, anyway. Um, he insists he's ready to take on the surging Kiwi heavyweight uh, in March, Joshua Namno undercard. That's what they call that. And in motorsport, F1 fan favourites... Stenner. Stenner parts ways with Haas after shot firing. Uh, Gunther Stenner has been at the team since 2016. He's become a popular f figure due to his um, colourful appearances on the Netflix documentary series Drive to Survive. And Nepal cricket captain sentenced to eight years in jail after a rape conviction. Uh, his name is Sadeep Lamp. Lamchikhain, he has, well, I think that's it, he's featured in the Indian Premier League and Australia's Big Bash. More on tennis and Brit Norrie prevails against French team to, to uh, book the ASB Classic quarterfinal. The local favourite had to work hard for the spot though in the final eight in Auckland. In cycling, track ace, Gates shows uh, his credentials. Road credentials with the win on New Zealand Cycle Classic Open Stage. The world champion has re remained, uh, has uh, rather reminded his rivals his ability extends beyond the oval. So he's obviously good at the track side as well, but good on the road as well. Former all rounder Adams, this is cricket, former all rounder Adams chases full time role as a Black Caps coach bowling. Uh, is that right? Uh, but it's on the eve of the T20 series against Pakistan. He's not sure Auckland needs new international venue. 
In rugby, Moana Pacifica recruit a Sevilla Circles Hurricanes date on the Super Rugby schedule. The former All Black winger is bitter over his departure from the capital. In more in tennis, uh, top seed Shelton survives open ex- examination uh, to reach the ASB Classic quarterfinal. The young American showed his readiness to challenge for a second career of ATP Tour crown. In rugby, that's All Blacks, yeah, All Black selection uh, spread among residents experts under new coach Robertson. If a camel is a horse designed by a committee, we can expect a few humps. I don't understand that. Go and read it. I can't be bothered. It's football. I don't like sport. I don't like work. Okay. Uh, and Surundolo, Olga uh, Alasimi. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Uh, latest seed to stumble as the ASB Classic enters the second round. Uh, the first round bites. Uh, did little to prepare the the top players for their respective opponents. All Blacks versus Warriors. This is in Halberg Awards. All Blacks versus Warriors for the team of the year at the um, Halberg. Uh, 30 finalists across six categories have been announced for this year's ceremony. And the ex-Black Cat bowler Adam links to links with the national side for the Pakistan T-Series. They wear funny gear now, don't they? It's in cricket. doesn't look like cricket. It's, it's whites. Now they've got all these different colours. It was Kerry Packer that really got that one-day cricket going with all the colours for TV and that. Kerry Packer, he owned Consolidated Press. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I read his book, The Rise and Rise of Kerry Packer, and he ended up selling the company to them, to him. He signed the contract in 2004, I think it was. And I sold out after, how long was I in business with my brother? Trevor and I were in business for about eight years, I think. Started in '98. I'd had other publications before then, but we started in 99, I think. 99? No, 96. 96, and then we sold out in 2000. Could have sold out for a couple of million bucks in the first six months. But I I said, no, I shouldn't probably, probably should have. I didn't really want to sell anyway. Jay wanted to move on. He wanted to do something else. Um, and things were changing. You know, it was going more internet too. You know, it wasn't so much because magazines and newspapers and stuff like that. We had quite a lot of titles that we sold on. And Packers bought it, and then they'd already bought Barry Coleman's business out, Liberty Press. They bought them out. Uh, they own Property Press, and uh, and then we followed suit, I suppose. And they bought someone else's with some other magazine as well. They bought them out. So there you are. Okay, so that is the world of, the, of sport. And oh, we've got news. Shoot, sorry. Mentioned he would be a dictator for one day. A statement that sparked controversy. In response, Trump firmly stated that he was not planning to be a dictator, offering an extended explanation of his comments to Hannity. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator, but one day we're going to do two things. The border, we're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. At a congressional hearing on Wednesday, Republican legislators confronted Hunter Biden for not complying with a congressional subpoena, accusing him of contempt of Congress. But what seemed to be a strategic move, Hunter Biden attended the hearing with his attorney, Abby Lowell, and close associate Kevin Morris. Despite his presence, there was the option for the House Sergeant-at-Arms to arrest Hunter for his noncompliance. Representative Nancy Mace criticized Hunter, accusing him of epitomizing white privilege and lacking courage. 
She went so far as to suggest that Hunter should be arrested on the spot. As Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene began to address the hearing, Hunter and his group promptly left the scene. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. And this is also a coward that sat right here in front of Mickey Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt's mother, who was murdered on January 6th by Michael Byrd, the Capitol Police officer. Antonio Tahani, leader of Italy's Forza Italia party and current foreign minister and deputy prime minister in Georgia Maloney's coalition government, has proposed the creation of a collective European military. In an interview with La Stampa, Tahani emphasized the importance of a European army as a critical component for an effective European foreign policy. Highlighting the global presence of powerful nations like the United States, China, India and Russia, Tahani suggested that European citizens whether Italian, German, French, or Slovenian, could only be adequately protected through a unified European Union framework. He advocated for the urgent realization of a common defense and army, acknowledging the challenges of overcoming national resistance to sharing sovereignty. Tahani emphasized the need for the European Union to unify its military spending to remain relevant and competitive on the global stage. He clarified that the proposed EU army would not be an offensive force, but would focus on peacekeeping, monitoring, and deterrence. A New Zealand Green Party member of Parliament, a human rights lawyer, is facing accusations of shoplifting from a high-end clothing store in central Auckland. Goriz Kaharaman, <laughs> who also serves as the Green Party's justice spokesperson, was reportedly involved in the incident just two days before Christmas. Following these allegations, the Green Party has suspended Kaharaman from her party responsibilities. The Green Party, in a public statement, confirmed that Gaharaman will be stepping aside from all her portfolio duties until the issues is fully addressed. The party emphasized that its MPs are expected to adhere to high standards of conduct in public life. New Zealand police have acknowledged receiving a report on December 23, 2023, about the alleged shoplifting event. However, they're currently conducting a preliminary investigation and have not provided any additional details. At this time, no specific information has been disclosed regarding the items purportedly shoplifted. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. Thank you very much, James O'Neill. You're a great guy. We've now got weather in a second. 88.1 FM, the wireless weather. Alrighty, let's check out that weather and we're over at uh, MetService, MetService.com, you'll find them and Napier Airport now 22.6 degrees, Gore is the lowest temperature, 13 degrees, Castle Point, 39 kilometres of wind blowing through there and Hokitika, they've had rain all morning, got up to about 2, nearly 3 millimetres, now it's back down to 1 millimetre. The uh, temperatures right across the main centre, Stewart Island 13 degrees, Invercargill 15, Dunedin 16, Timaru 17 degrees, out of the Chathams 18 degrees, Christchurch 17 and Blenheim a wonderful 21 degrees. Across to Nelson they've got 21 as well. Further down the west coast there, 18 degrees in Westport and Franz Joseph 15. Queenstown sitting on 17 all morning. I think there's something wrong with the, um, the report coming out of Queenstown. Up to the North Island now and the Wasp Nest in Wellington, 19 degrees there, Masterton 21. Palmerston North is on 19 degrees, New Plymouth 18, Tarpo 19, Napier 22, Gisborne 21, uh, Rotorua is on 17 degrees, did I say Masterton? Yes, 21 degrees, Taronga 19, Hamilton 18, Auckland has 20 degrees, 17 in Whangarei and 18 degrees in 
uh, Kaitaia, up and right and right up the top there. Kaitaia. The short forecast for all of New Zealand, valid in a midnight tonight. It is uh, for partly cloudy weather, isolated afternoon showers in the uh, west and from Auckland to Tongarui, and also um, including the Coromandel, the Bay of Plenty, and the central high country. Also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, mainly fine weather. Areas of morning cloud with isolated afternoon and evening showers about the ranges from the Bay of Plenty to Taihapi. Also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. For Taranaki and Wellington, also uh, you've got areas of morning and evening cloud. More persistent at Horafidua and Kapiti with the isolated showers and then clearing in the afternoon. For Buller and Westland, isolated showers clearing in the Westland area in the morning and then Buller in the afternoon. For Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, Otago, Southland and Fiordland, mainly fine weather for you today. Isolated showers about the south coast of Fiordland and Southland. Also low cloud about the east coast of Otago spreading elsewhere in the evening. And for the Chatham Islands, it's fine spells from the afternoon for you. Fine spells in the afternoon. Or you. I'll be back in a moment. Oh no, I won't. That's it. That's it for me. That's it for me until tomorrow morning. So thank you very much for joining me. I look forward to your company uh, at 5 o'clock, Lord willing, 5 a.m. with The World at 5 with me, your host, Grant Edwards. Brought to you by the Liberty NZ Podcast. If you've missed this program and want to catch up on it, you can find it at Liberty NZ Podcast on most of the um, pod uh, formats. Yeah, but but I'd like you to go over to Podbean and f- um, follow us over there. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. M- oh, no, it's not tomorrow morning. We'll see you Monday morning. How exactly would the United States respond if Taiwan were blockaded by China tomorrow? I don't like to think how the conversation in the Situation Room would go, as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs explained that it would be rather difficult to send another major naval expedition across the Pacific to run that blockade, particularly because... If that were to trigger hostilities between the US and China, a much larger war would ensue than anything we've seen so far. So this is a very dangerous moment in world history. And I think we've stumbled into it, partly by forgetting the lessons of Cold War I. And the most important lesson of Cold War I was you must have credible deterrence. You must credibly deter the Russians or Soviets as they were then from sending their forces uh, into Western Europe, from intervening, which they nearly did in 1973 in the Middle East. We've lost that credibility. Now, before we've lost that credibility, that was Niall Ferguson too, by the way. Now, um, we've, we've got a bit of, cla- we've got some classic hits. We played a bit of classic hits from midnight till four o'clock, and I should have probably let it go for a bit longer. Anyway, so um, you'll have to forgive. We've got classic hits, and then um, when, does, when do we start back on the normal stuff again? Gosh, we've got classic hits right up until we've got Midnight Oil, Texas. Oh, Texas is good, aren't they? Steely Dan. Oh, what's the story? Alison Krauss. Oh, okay. So it must be a new a new mix there. We've got classic hits and country music at the moment. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Now, now, now. I mean, I'll see you on Monday morning. Now, 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 here comes another hour of today's best country and more. This is 88.1 FM, The Wireless. Yes? Come on, play something. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to push the auto button. And then, oh, okay. All right, how about Guns N' Roses?